Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. It's our E3 podcast. Yes, we're doing our special E3. We've done this for like three years, I think. Past three years we've done this. Uh, maybe even longer. For uh, Thursday, the rare, the very rare Thursday podcast. Thursday, June 14th, 2018. I'm all thrown off. This is Ian. I'm Pat. That means we're not going to do another one for another eight weeks after this because that's how the schedule works out. We're talking about the magic of E3. But I'm seeing in like ten days, Ian. It's been nine days. Ten days. Anything else new happen? Uh, Nothing. I mean, if it has, it's not important enough for me to mention. Not important enough to mention. Uh, World Cup starting. Yep, that's right. And uh, Mother Russia. U.S. U.S. We're not in there because our team sucked, so they threw out all the old players and got a bunch of youngins, though. But they, we, we tied a friendly against France last week. That's a big deal. That is. You know, we, it's the first time we ever scored against France. We could never even score against them. So it's good that you can score. We're moving up. That means you can, if you can score, you can possibly win a game. That's what that means. <laughs> um, besides that, oh, we're going to be at too many games. June 22nd yep. and 24th. That is right. That's what, shit, that's a week from. We, we leave in a week. Me and Ian will be on a jet plane. Woo! We're not sitting together, I don't think, but we can try to coordinate that uh, when we go to the airport. Uh, friendlies will be had at some point. I, I, I picture me buying friendlies for like 20 people that come on out. That doesn't mean you, you all. Well, yeah, come on out. I'll try to buy friendlies for people, but um, but but actually know me. Don't just try to glom onto the party, you know. But anyway, so <laughs> so we'll be there. We That's have already going to back. He's going to have to backpedal this by the end of the uh, podcast. Uh, friendlies for all, but not everyone. That's what it means. Oh I have a limit. I, Castle Country guys has, has, has got to get paid paid for it some way. So uh, we're doing our podcast on Friday afternoon at um three p.m. And then we have the Pat the NES Punk panel Sunday, 11 a.m. Uh, on the 24th, which is actually the 10th anniversary. The 10th anniversary of the character in the YouTube channel. Yay. It, he's, he's thrilled. <laughs> he's, been on, he's been on the channel for five years. And, and yay. I think it's been longer than five years. Well, your first appearance, or at least the character's, uh, the evil store owner's appearance was December 2010. Caltron 6 and 1 video. Yeah. Wow. It's a long time ago. It's a long time ago. That's when I could edit like and do two Pat the Ants Punk episodes in like in three weeks. Because I did that one, and then I did the Turbo Graphics video right right after that. Yeah, you like within to, like a month, you, I did both. You mowed through those. Yep, can't anymore. I'm old. I'm not as manic as I used to be. You can attest to that. So That's true. <laughs> so there's one thing we said for Mania: you get some work done, you get some shit done when you're manic. But anyway, um, so that's what's going on. It's going to be a momentous occasion. I guess there's going to be a mini celebration. There won't be a celebration. No one cares about the character besides five people. Take the little poppers, the little the little Fourth of July poppers. I just champ- missed the regular old birthday. 
more str- streamer things that go out. They, don't, they sell those still? I don't know. They probably put someone's eye out and banned all production of them. That's my guess. It's the future liberals want. It's, getting it's rid the of future it. liberals want. <laughs> it's protecting children at all costs. No more slap bracelets. No more of that stuff. No more no more uh, realistic-looking water guns just because a couple kids got shot in the 90s. Now everything has to have an orange tip. Because Peter Watergun ate one, and now he's dead. And that kid was dumb anyway. wasn't gonna he wasn't gonna be an honor Fucking student. Peter Watergun. Don't don't ruin it. I like. I miss my Uzi water guns. Remember those ones with the batteries? They would yeah. Boom, 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 boom. Now see that seemed problematic to me for a different reason. Why water next to electronics? It's a battery. Yeah, You're not plugging it to a wall. You know it's bad. It's not bad. It's bad. I actually didn't have one. My 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 uh, friend had that. That was during the same era where you can go uh, buy your ink gotcha guns at Toys R Us. I don't think they allow that anymore to happen, uh, you know, or you can do that. Uh, no, they made a Splatoon gun that shoots some sort of inky type cartridge. That I, disappears, though, like the gotcha was supposed to? I, uh, yeah, I bought one for Vani. I, we haven't fired it, it was it licensed? Yet. Yeah, it's licensed. Oh. All right, Strange. so gotcha's still around, Well, I guess. it's not gotcha. It's just well, gotcha it's a was, similar well, gotcha sort of was, thing. Well, also did paintball, right? They had that, too, but, then, but they marketed, mass-marketed to uh, for the ink. Did they do paintballs? I thought they did paintballs, too, gotcha. They uh-huh. definitely did the ink guns. Sure. They did a little ink. Just what I'm saying is we need to have a little more danger in children's lives. If a few get killed, no one gets hurt in the grand scheme of things. All right, other than that, we got E3 going on. Yeah. Uh, we do. It's, it's ending oh, today. Ending today, yep. I've been to E3 since uh, 2013. Holy shit, it's been five years since E3. I've done everything in my power in the past 12 not to years to not go. It seems this year, well, well now, when I, when I was going, it was still a trade show, technically. They weren't allowing people off the street. You had to pay like 400 bucks to get a ticket uh, if you weren't like part of the media. Now it's available to like, everyone, because I think there's less media going, possibly. Um, and it's also harder. I think it's harder to get a media pass. They want more people to pay. It used to be, yeah, hey, you got a YouTube channel. Come on in. Not anymore. You have to, it's more, uh, it's more strict on who they let in. I, uh, I have a lot of friends who go to cover it and they have forever and ever. And I realized that maybe I should have gone just cause it's this is another, the year I should have gone. It's another chance to go hang out with them. But I, the actual show itself holds the press conferences would be somewhat fun, but there's very little on the floor that I would actually well, want to do. Well, this is the year it seems like people want to hang out. Like, I saw, like, a, like uh, Middle Jesus and Kelsey uh, posting all these pictures of them hanging out and having fun. I'm like, every year I went, it wasn't like that. It was all just snooty trade show stuff going on. Yeah, you would see a YouTuber every now and then, but it seems like this is, it's become more of an event for that. Like, they have, when I was going, they didn't have all these, like, oh, Here's your Smash Brothers celebrity competition, and, he, and here's this going on, and here's this. So they've, they've sort of transformed it. That might make it uh, stay alive for a bit longer to transform it to something more, more fun and commercial versus being just an announcement show. Well, so, it's, yeah, I mean, they, they have to modify it to keep it alive. Uh, I do know that they had uh, the New Day versus Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks. For Street Fighter. I didn't watch it, but I heard. I, about I think. It. I think from what I heard in the past, Kenny's a pretty freaking good player. He, he, I think, he, he probably smoked Xavier Woods. But you know, and congrats to Kenny. Congrats for just winning the most prestigious uh, wrestling title in the world, the IWGP Heavyweight Championship against uh, Okada in a seventy-minute two out of three fall match. That Jesus, it's our fourth match together. And I haven't seen it, but it sounds like it's better than the rest of them or just as good. So these are going to be looked at in the future as like the Steamboat Flare matches 
like for this generation in terms of like this is the the bar for pro wrestling 70 minutes that's nuts it's nuts the, i mean the, the other matches were like one was 50 i think one was 60 the first one the, the time limit draw was 60 these guys go like it, but the matches are entertaining and well paced and highly athletic at the same time like sure. there's it's it's amazing that they can put together multiple matches and then still have them all be entertaining for that long period of time amazing so Good job, Kenny. Good job. Are you going to get the uh, Japanese Deluxe Collector's Edition of Fire Pro uh, Wrestling World so you can get the little uh, muscle figures of Kenny and uh, Okada? Is that a thing? Yeah. There's uh, four of the wrestlers. I can't remember the other two. Um, The Deluxe Japanese PS4 Edition uh, comes with four little muscle-type minifigs of... uh, Yeah, look it up. When were you going to tell me this? I don't know. I figured you might see these things sometimes. We're, we're a, sort of a muscle figure, uh, uh, new age of muscle figures. Because now they they're relicensed. They have mini figures for everything, for like Mega Man and He Man and everything else. I guess they're easy to make. Oh, I would imagine. We'll do the CU podcast line of figures. That'll be fun. <laughs> That'll be fun. We'll do the mini figures. Um, so yeah, here you go. Oh, are you okay? <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, they're cute. Yeah, it makes sense. They're wrestlers. So. So uh, we had a Nintendo Direct, as we've had the past couple years during E3, since they don't do their big stage press conference uh, anymore. And uh, you, you want to, Ian, give me your general thoughts and run through some of your, your favorites uh, of the Nintendo Direct that we saw. Yeah, so that recap. was the third press conference, but we're covering it first, uh, the, the third of the, the big three, Microsoft, Sony, and um, Nintendo. And it started with uh, the uh, trailer for... Uh, Damon X, uh, uh, Machina, 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 yeah, um, (laughs) which is actually probably the game I'm looking forward to most coming out of E3. Uh, it's, uh, a mech game by, I believe some of the developers of Armored Core, uh, the Armored Core series, um. And it's funny because uh, for the past, like, three years, I've been whining about how I want Armored Core 6 to come out. Um, And from software, the company that usually publishes and produces the Armored Core games, they've been putting out, um, like, nothing but, um, you know, Dark Souls games, Bloodborne, and games similar to that. And they also announced a game that looks to be in that line this year. So when I had given up all hope... Here comes a mech game for the Switch. Cell shaded. It just it looks, looks fantastic. Yeah. Um, so I'm excited for that. I think cell shade shading can be overused at times. I think here it it's interesting. Well, and it's there's not a you know the uh, the color palette's a little bit more limited too. So I think it looks. Uh, I think it it's looks a little more nice. earthy. Yeah, a lot of reds and blacks. So it's not all this neons and like, yeah. Oh yeah, it looks funny. So um, so um. This was sort of a surprise to people. Yeah, and I mean, like I said, it was the first game shown, and, uh, you know, it, the the soundtrack is screaming loud metal, and, uh, you know, it definitely started the Nintendo Direct off uh, in a different direction than I think most people would have expected. What's the dev studio? I uh, don't know which studio is actually doing it, but I know uh, that the people behind it come from the Armored Core Marvelous. Is oh, Marvelous, there. that's right, yeah. So and then it's, it's using the Unreal Engine on the back here, and then First Studio, Marvelous and First Studio. Marvelous um, has done stuff like the uh, No More Heroes series. 
So they have obviously they have a good relationship with with Nintendo. Yes, it's, they it's, did the. They've also done like the Center and Kagura series and stuff like that. It's just interesting that Nintendo would would decide to have a third party game start off their their direct. Well, it doesn't usually happen. Oh, it's something different. Yeah, it's a, and pop. it's a third party game, which I think is probably important for them to show off. Yeah, oh, oh absolutely. It, it it showed that hey, we got a successful system a year in. Come on board, everyone. Come on board the the Switch train. Not that they weren't, but I mean, yeah. I, I, that's that caught my attention because when I, I I watched the the entire direct, but I missed this. I ca- came on with the last like fifteen seconds. I'm like I'm like I didn't know if I was watching the right stream, right? Because I was like, what is this? This is not a, a Nintendo first party game. I could tell, and I'm just like, what is this game? And that's what that was striking to me that they would start off with that. Here you go, people. Something unexpected. Go. That, yeah. That's cool. Here's very loud, aggressive music and a bunch of shooting. And a bu- yeah, okay. with, with a bunch of robots. There you go. They don't have Mario hats on. There's not a, 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 <laughs> yeah. a peach pink robot. There's there's, there's no not a tie to- in whatsoever. There's no short toed robot running around. It's just a here you go original property. Here you go from um, someone else. Super Mario Party uh, actually looked fairly interesting, and I'm usually um, pretty down on the Mario Party I'm, games. I'm not down on the Mario Party games. From my experience, I. Um, Play, which one did I play the most? Probably the one on the Wii. I played played the when I say the most, I played like five times when I had it uh, with people. Uh, so that's like what ten years ago. Jesus Christ! Um, I think this is uh, this is going to be a hit just because you know what? We got things that could act as board game little things to put on a fucking table. And they showed that at the craft brewery, which I thought was funny. Um, I was like, wow, that's something I didn't think of that I should have that. You can simulate a board for what is really a board game video game. Yep. Yeah. I mean, it, it looks... And multiple ones, too, which we'll get into. So, yeah, they show it being parts of a board, but also um, for the mini games, arranging, like, a play field for, like, the little tanks. Yeah, it was a little combat and then, type of game where they linked them. And then I what I thought looked really good, the little, like, baseball mini game, you had the two... Um, you set the two up uh, kickstand-wise so you could throw pitches on one side and the other side was... So one side was the batter or the pitcher and then the other side was the batter. Um, I'm mostly interested in this just to see what sort of cool uses they'll they'll get out of the Switch. I love the idea of having sort of like these two-on-two team battle things going on in Mario Party because yes. traditionally it's every man for, it's free for all no the, the, a lot of times they would they would oh, they would mix them up yeah in they, they'd mix it up to teams um, so this isn't entirely unprecedented but um, you know hopefully they'll they'll get a lot yeah because Mario Party it would be sometimes one versus three two versus two sometimes it would be free for all okay. it would just depend on the mini game but the focus on this with, with having the separate screens I thought was was, was unique yeah and I'm sure that, you know, it'll probably depend on which mode you're playing in. There's probably a docked mode and a single screen portable mode. But from what it looks like, it's really taking advantage of two switches. Um, yeah, I wouldn't picture them wanting to link up more than two. I'd probably get nuts. Yeah. But but just having two allows for a lot more. Like you said, like the two on two, having your own screen for the pitching and batting thing. Like that's it's really interesting. Right. And and the, I don't know what tech they're using in order to like form their own board with two screens. That's really cool. I don't I don't think anyone anticipated that when they announced the switch. Being yeah. like, let's link up. Like they formed an L, but they they were arguing on, in the video. Oh, we want to be able to see you. So they probably could have done a square or a long rectangle, but they did like this L shape mm-hmm. by dragging their finger to the switch. Like that's wow. That's I'm trying to think of any other game you could probably use that with. 
to that effect with, with both of the screens that you have a shared view with someone else. I've seen um, like iPhone apps that did it back in the day with like racing games and stuff like that. But yeah, I mean, it could be very neat. I I think this is a uh, obviously Mario Party was going to come out. It comes out in every Nintendo system going back, but I'm more psyched for this than I thought. Being that I'm not a huge Mario Party person in general, I'm more psyched for this. Yeah, because of the the, the tablet aspect of it. I think I'm more excited about it now than I I used to be. Um, my friends and I will sit around and we'll play a lot of the like Jackbox games on PlayStation Four or whatever. Use your words. Uh, stuff like that (laughs) and now that i we do that something like mario party seems like even though i've always kind of had an issue with how you know luck based it seems um it just seems like a game that i would actually get use out of now whereas i never did in the past so this is a perfect game to go you know travel with people like we would do at a convention uh with people um i'm hoping you don't need you probably wouldn't need two would you be able to play with two tablets with 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 one game? No idea. I actually, I, I, would, I don't see why we need two if it's one game being played with four people. If it can know that the screen's just communicating with certain games. Yeah, that I don't know. No clue. The combat game's uh, adorable. Yeah, you know, like turtle shell tanks. Yep, I like that. <laughs> I, the, the mileage you can get out of the, out of the Mushroom Kingdom in uh-huh. every single game. <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Now, continuing with the marketing, I tweeted out that, yes, it, you, it, I'm not sure you have to be a very attractive couple to play this. I don't know. But every everyone in the promo was an attractive couple. And they're like, oh, we're, we're camping and we're at a crab brewery. And all I'm going to say is this. It wouldn't hurt. I know I know the Wii U was looked at as a kiddie console because the marketing was so directed towards children. But can we have some sort of balance back into the marketing? Where obviously, what the hell do I know? It's going to sell no matter what. I have not seen really a family focused on any, even for like a nanosecond in most of these videos. Kids are going to want it regardless. I guess they're making sure that they got to get the adult they, market. They gotta back get that that twenty four craft brew crowd. They got they got to get them. They got to get them playing. Uh, yeah, this looks fun. So they announced that Fortnite was coming out, and then announced that it was out two hours later, and then that two million people downloaded it in a day in twenty four hours, um, which yeah. was not a shock. I've played a considerable amount of it. I, I I was gonna download it last night. I fell asleep. I was gonna play it, but I was like, you know what? Uh, I'll wait till I'm fresh. Yeah. So but, I mean, now that we are the uh, official we, Fortnite, we podcast. we are we are fast trend. <laughs> we're becoming the Fortnite podcast yes, du jour. Du jour. The only the hottest Fortnite podcast, <laughs> spiciest Fortnite podcast. We're, we're gonna change to the, the CU Fortnite cast is what it's gonna be. But uh, no, it's it's been fun playing on the Switch. I I just realized that for a lot of things, I just like playing things on a portable a lot more it's nice to just lay on a couch and play something instead of sit there and stare at a big tv um so I, it's it's been fun yeah i i, I was playing duos with vani last night how is it aiming with the sticks it's fine it's fine i mean it's not gonna be as precise as a mouse but it's gonna be well fun. i mean i play third and first person shooters or even on consoles a, a ton or even a pro pad i think those those joy con sticks are there i mean they get the job done i think i'd, I'd do something a little sturdier i know? mean i've used the joy the the pro con whatever the fuck pro it's controller too. I've, yeah i've used that as well i mean both work fine for me 
I'll, I'd be the person that would get a freaking mouse hooked up to my Switch somehow. Is there a way to do that, by the way? Have, is, is there a way to do that? I don't think so, but, I mean, maybe there will be at some point. <laughs> I'd be the guy with a mouse in my pocket going to someone. Yeah, okay, I'll just... <laughs> I mean, desk. You, it, it allows for cross-play. So, you know, if you really wanted to play with people on the Switch and you wanted to use a mouse, you could just play on the PC. That whole PS3 thing, though, or excuse me, PS4 thing was weird, though. Well, they locked the account. Yeah, Sony's, that, that's, Sony's being weird. That's pissed off so many people that I would be surprised if it holds. I mean, so if you had, I, I so, feel like Epic might ha- might step in and say something. There are people who have spent, and it would be easy to do so because buying, I mean, the game's free to play, but costumes are not fucking cheap in that game if you want to do any sort of personalization to your character. Uh, I mean, there's people who have spent hundreds of dollars on their Fortnite account just so, to have it all locked up yeah, only to Sony. So just to give some background people don't know what we're talking about. So your Fortnite account, they're not compatible between PS4 and Switch. So, not between PS4 and anything. Oh, it's anything? Okay. okay so thought... Switch, Xbox, PC. Yeah, Switch, Xbox, PC, and I think even mobile um, all can play together. Okay. PS4 is closed. So basically, if you if you so if you create your account on PS4, you cannot take that account to another system. So you meaning, can't bring over your achievements and your costumes and, and your unlockables and your DLC and everything. Well, there's else. no DLC, but, or, but what, what, yeah, shit, so, you, shit you bought. Yeah, right, that's what I mean. Everything you buy is cosmetic, but yeah. So if you've spent you know 150 dollars on costumes and you got one of the and you bought a really rare costume or something like that, you can't take that to the Switch. And for a lot of people, that's very annoying. People who've been playing since it came out. You know, who have put a lot of money into or put a lot of time in the game, figured, hey, we're going to support the game, bought a couple costumes, and now they can't take, you know, $50 or $100 or, you know, in some cases a lot more than that worth of shit over to another platform that they'd want to play on. That's kind of crappy. Yeah, and that's, that's not on Epic, that's on Sony. Oh, it even says it on the message, or it's like, yeah, this isn't, this isn't on us. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so. You know, we'll see what happens on the, there. It's on the, I think on the, on the Switch screen it said that. It's like, well, sorry about that. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, you have to wait or just start a new account to play on your Switch, and then you're, you're out all your goodies and shit that you overspent on probably. I can't say that because we love, we love Fortnite now in here. We love... <laughs> number one big fans. Big, number one fans of Fortnite. <laughs> we're we're, we're going we're gonna to get that Twitch account going soon. Um. Overcooked 2 is coming out. I like the original Overcooked, so that should be fun. That's a co-op cooking game. Um, growing up in kitchens, uh, it it's 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 almost a little tough to play Overcooked because growing up in kitchens, it's tough to play the game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, my first jobs for years were just kitchens, and it, PTSD. Yeah, no, it plays like it. It's like okay, uh, you go chop those vegetables. I'm gonna wash these dishes. You take the pot to the stove. I'll bring the vegetables over. Okay, now you serve the soup. It's a very good game, um, and the sequel looks to be very good. Killer Queen Black is something I'm very excited for, um, and you've played Killer Queen. I played Killer Queen. I, I, yeah. I enjoyed Killer Queen. So uh, that It's the big, uh, was it six-player arcade or eight? Ten. It's ten? Well, it's ten if you have the two-cabinet version, or it's I think it's... Uh, six to eight if you if it's just I one played cabinet. at least the eight player I played the giant one before at least a few I, times I think it's ten total and, um, and so, so that's a, a single screen game and it, and it's team based and kind of like a it's a it's a action strategy game 
Yeah, there's multiple ways to win, right? You can. You have to fill up the hive with honey. Yeah. Bite with berries. You have to get either. You have either have to get the hive full, um, get the snail back to the goal, or kill the queen three times. The opposing team's queen three times. And you, you can kill the other players as you go and you respawn. It's kind of like joust dish with you go above and you kill them, for the most part, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So. Um, and then, now there's a pirate game version of that too that looked cool too. That I, oh, is there? Yeah, there's one that I don't. I, 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 if it's not the same company, it's a clone of it because it's the same setup. But there's multiple ways to win, but there's like cannonballs that fire and the shit. Yeah. So it's like a more than a reskin. But I think uh, Killer Queen Black would be a, a great fit for the Switch. Um, but, yeah, and I'm excited for that. Well, for local, it'd be a blast. But the, the characters are so small. You really, you really need a TV. I, I can't. It'd be a lot harder. I mean, you play it on that, it'd be harder to play it on the little Switch screen since they're they're tiny little guys. Uh, it's cute. Hollow Knight looks good. I didn't know a whole lot about that one. Octopath Traveler has its new demo out today. Um, I think that's going to... I, I, I don't play a lot of demos. I fucking hate that name. Um, I don't play a lot of demos, but it looks great. I might start it. I think the current demo lets you play up to three hours. Um, you can pl- start with any of the characters. Retro RPG. Um, and you can transfer your save data over comes out next month. I'm looking forward to it quite a bit. And they they say anything about Starlink on the Nintendo Direct? Uh they showed it. They basically just showed part the, of the sizzle reel. They showed the R Wing flying around. Okay. Yeah. It wasn't really a focus like it was past uh, Nintendo Directs because no. we're probably too far out. I think they focused on that yeah. during the Ubisoft presentation, and I did not pay attention to the Ubisoft presentation. Not think anyone did, really. But, um, but uh, in the sizzle reel, they showed a bunch of stuff uh, real quick. A Minecraft finally coming out. Uh, Sushi Striker. Uh, Crash Insane Trilogy. Dragon Ball Fighter Z. I can't wait. Splatoon that, 2 I... Octo Expansion. Just Dance. Uh, 2019. Wasteland 2. FIFA 18 and 19. Dark Souls Remastered. SNK Heroines, uh, Monster Hunter Generations Ultimate, Wolfenstein 2 is coming out, uh, Worlds End With You, Mega Man 11, and Mario Tennis Aces. There's, so they, they show, and there's a few I'm missing out, but they yeah, there was they one show, other game that they showed there's a lot of games coming out. Really good. There's uh, a good there's a good mix of third party games coming out here, so. uh, which is good. Uh, there was nothing on Metroid Prime Four. It's probably way too far out. It's probably two years away. It, it's pro- it's it's. They're just starting to work on it. It's it's going to be a while. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing on that. They did show a new Fire Emblem. That's 2019, spring 2019. That's going to be big. Um, it's one that I'm actually interested in this time around. I I can only get so interested in Fire Emblem. I like the gameplay, but the stories always seem convoluted. So when there's a new one on a new console, I always try to feel it out. And I feel like, okay, maybe I can jump in. Because it always seems like a new... It always seems like a good place to maybe jump in and try to get back into it okay um but the gameplay is always a lot of fun and then uh i was upset that there was no animal crossing i was really bummed about that that was probably my biggest disappointment was that was that supposed to be well people have been waiting for a new animal crossing for a long time i mean the last main entry in the series was new leaf on the 3ds probably five years ago four years ago okay um but I think with some of these things that are missing, like Metroid Prime 4, uh, Animal Crossing, people forget that Nintendo does not do a traditional E3 conference. 
They no. don't need to release everything at once. They're going to have another direct in a few months. There are probably. and that's exactly where I was going. There's directs all the time, which is to me better. Right. You know, let's because we we're not going to go go off on this too much, but at least with Nintendo, you kind of know where things are at with the games. There for the, for the most part when they show a game and say it's coming out here, it's like, "Oh, okay, I have I have 8 months to get hyped up or I'm ready to go." Like, the Metroid Prime 4 thing was such a rarity just to let you know, hey, we started working on this. Nintendo doesn't like to do that. That lets you know, we have shit to show you. This is when it's coming out. You know? So I appreciate that they go like that versus showing shit with no gameplay footage. Yeah. Like other companies are now doing. Oh, here's your two-minute trailer that you can watch. But we don't know, you know, it's coming out sometime. Well, EA gave a release date for their new Star Wars Jedi something game and didn't even show anything. Like no trailer. Yeah, so I I I'd rather have <laughs> Nintendo's approach. I let, I rather not know about the game until I like see that there's stuff that I could wrap my mind around. So knowing that a Star Wars game is coming out a year and a half from now, I have no idea what it looks like. Like how, how am I supposed to? How am I supposed to get even? Not even excited. How am I even gonna have that in my brain this year? Like why? What's the point of even telling me about it right now? Right, because. Why? You're going to have to go through another E3 before it even comes out. Yes. Until I can see footage of it. Yeah. And, and gameplay. Um, the, the the problem is with how people are trained to absorb the news, though. It it does... When Nintendo, I was talking about this with someone at work the other day. When Nintendo releases information on a game, you usually can expect that game to be out within that year from its yeah. release date. The, o- the, or its announced the date. only time where things were radically pushed back was with Breath of the Wild, but that was because they had to save it for the Switch. Yeah. Like it was apparent that we have to push this game back to save it to save to make sure the Switch is a success. So that was understandable. Sure. I think to everyone. Um but be, by by you know, not announcing stuff until it's just about ready to go, it does I think make people panic more with Nintendo because they don't have this far off idea and Nintendo doesn't always revisit certain licenses. So, you know, while everyone knows that a elder scrolls six was an inevitability at some point and someone announced it, you know, they announced it at uh, E3 this year. You got a, you got a Vista trailer yeah. announcement thing, right? Um, when Nintendo doesn't do stuff like that, when Nintendo doesn't say, Hey, you know, we're doing a new Whoa, Metroid, hey. or something like that. And people, I mean, understandably, people do get a little nervous that it, they're not doing anything with that well, property anymore. I can see with Metroid, it, them doing it, because the last time they announced something with Metroid, it was a stupid 3DS collection of games, and people were rightfully pissed off about that, because it was so, they were like, what is this? Well, this no, don't is your... forget the 3DS one that they announced during Treehouse last year that came out. Oh, I, oh yeah, the remake. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, like, I'm talking about wait, the one oh, sure. before that. Yeah. Where they're like, this is their big Metroid announcement? Was it was uh, this? Federation Force. Yeah, whatever that was, three years ago. Four years, whatever that was. Like, that was a joke. So Nintendo, I think, learned from that. And they're like, okay, next time we have something with Metroid, it's got to be significant. Like, like the remake was significant, but obviously Metroid Prime 4 people are going to be, you know. Sure. Because the last, uh, the Metroid game that came out, uh, what the hell was the last one that people weren't happy about? The last one on consoles was Other M. Is that the one people weren't uh, were upset about? Yeah. So they wanted a proper Metroid Prime game. So, all right. So, all right. So that that's all good and dandy. 
Uh, we we got Mario Party. I think which I think is coming out this year. Uh, yeah, October. Yeah. yeah, I'm loving this October September release thing going on. They're doing with these big these big titles. I like it. Well, I mean that's what we kind of predicted. They you know at the last big Nintendo Direct three four months ago they announced stuff up until June and July, and now we're getting you know the stuff that'll come out in September October November. Yeah, it's not it's not the Wii U wasteland. They got lots of third party stuff now that they can fill in these gaps. And the you big know. one, of course, is Smash Brothers, December 7th. We're going to talk about Smash Brothers now. <laughs> December 7th <laughs> is when that comes out. And I like Smash Brothers. I'm not as super crazy into it as other people are. Smash Brother, Brother, Brother. This is one of the games where I think I like the game more and the fan base turns me off. Sure. That that's one of the ones where it's like I like the I would like the game more if the fan base didn't exist. Well, I, uh, probably, but that's all the conversation. I just tend to ignore uh, fan bases when I mean that 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 makes things a lot easier for me. So all right, so this is uh, Smash Brothers Ultimate. It's about what we predicted. Was this is going to be the super version of the Wii U one? It is the super 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 version. I mean, it's it's got every character, all the games in it. Like, every single one. Every one. It's like 64 characters, which is nuts. Yeah, it's, it's 65 total if you include uh, Ridley. Spoilers. Ridley's in the game. Yep. <laughs> um, which is which is pretty great. I mean, that was a long-running joke that they somehow decided that they needed to make true, and it's pretty funny. Um, Were people clamoring for Ridley? Or it was just an interesting sort of choice that, oh. No, it, it's like a long-running, like, it was a joke that joke became a reality. That became a reality. I don't. Okay, let's. We'll, we'll try to just. So, what you're getting here is like like the like ultimate Mortal Kombat, where they threw all the freaking characters in, you know. So you have everyone to choose from, uh, but they're also retweaking characters. Um, they're changing out the the, the move sets are remaining mostly intact, but they are changing some moves and some. I've saw some some dodge moves and stuff like that. But it, this is this is the ultimate version of 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 the Wii U one. That, that's what it is, which I, again, I have no problem with because, again, I don't care because since no one bought the Wii U, they can go back to the well and then make these games that seem new to people that didn't have the Wii U one and then upgrade them. Like I, like the Mario Kart 8 was the best example of that. There's no reason not to put out an ultimate version of Mario Kart 8 because it's a great game. So, um, uh, plus, the, it was like every level is going to have the two different versions where they have like the competitive uh uh, Everything will have a battlefield version. configuration yes. and a um, final destination configuration, That's what it's which, final is destination. All, which is all flat. Battlefield has the three platforms. Um, there's some new mechanic additions that are going to definitely change how the game is played. Um, you know, among uh, people who are more competitive with it, um, they changed perfect shielding so that you have to release the button now for you to get a perfect shield when you're blocking. So the perfect shield, is it's almost like a, uh, a parry sort of thing? I mean, you could call, you could make that. You have to hit it right when it... Well, you, you actually let go. You let of, go when it hits you. You let okay. go when it hits you, so it's a little bit different. Okay. Um, there's air dodging now, so um, you can actually... Or air recovery, so you can actually, instead of recovering straight up, you can actually recover back, which is a pretty big thing. So you can actually... Use that as not only just a way to get out of the way when you're falling in air, but you can also use it to edge yourself a little bit closer back to the stage if you're falling. 
okay. off the side. So that's going to uh, affect things in a couple of different ways. Um, if you spam dodging too much, um, it adds extra recovery animation to uh, the more times you spam dodging. That's so, a great idea. Yeah. That's so, a fantastic idea. So, yeah, if you spam dodging, you'll take longer to recover and you'll You're leave yourself well so you have way to, more open. You really have to know when to use it yep. and really pick your spots. That's a, that's a smart way to do it. They've uh, changed a lot of final smashes, it looks like, to make them uh, activate quicker and cut out some of the nonsense. Yeah, they kept saying that, like, we get right to the act. Like, they, that was a point they made multiple times where you get right to the action yep. with this stuff. Not Like a giant cutscene, you got to wait forever for something to happen. That which which I, I was like oh, that's interesting because this was because they showed every single character <laughs> you're like oh my god this is not ending yeah. this is everyone <laughs> this is, is absolutely everyone yeah it was it was fun when they started showing everyone um, and then I think you know they they were going through a bunch of the changes and I it was uh, they they put on there I think overall ten thousand different changes or something like that they were trying to. You know, put yeah, a number I, on the amount of changes. So I saw I saw a strange argument online. Is this a is this a port? Is it a remake? And I'm like, why does anyone give a fuck? I, I mean, at listen, this point, it doesn't matter. I, what, obviously, this isn't built from the ground up. It doesn't have to be. No, they have a good base. It's it's eighty percent the 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 original one. It's based upon. Okay, doesn't mean we shouldn't appreciate this. We don't need something entirely new if we're getting what was before and adding a shit ton of content to it and perfecting it. Yeah, I love the idea. I like the moves, like like you said, like doing the air dodge or uh, having the, don't ha, trying to desensitize you to constantly uh, dodge. Yeah, I think that, that's smart. I don't know much about the competitive scene, but that to me would make sense not to be able to constantly dodge back and forth and have a mess of a game. Just those three things seem like they would very much uh, change. You know, a, and, a great number, a great amount of how you would play that game, and, ba- and they're balancing the damage of one versus one versus. I was going to bring that up, which I think multiple. Is... Which I'm like, whoa! I, I I could have sworn they had that before. They didn't. I guess I'm like, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So you know, one on one matches will be a lot more fun to watch and probably play. I so those assume. will be uh, those will quicker be more damage, and then they'll handicap when you have like four or more or whatever yeah. or three. That makes sense. They're bringing back eight player matches, which I never liked on the. That sounds version. too. Too nuts. Uh, um, I they unless it's like four on four, that could be interesting. Uh, but eight free for all sounds nuts. They weren't good on the Wii version, but I mean, why not just 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 do throw it? Back yeah, it. you just know what? Do it's it. ultimate. Yeah, throw just... everything in here, whether or not you want it. It's there in case just, you want just it. Just put it in. Um, I'm happy to see Ice Climbers back. I always thought they were very cute. I was never good with them. Um, yeah, I mean, when I watched it with Vani, I got. I got more excited the second time I watched that trailer because I watched it with Bonnie because she didn't get to finish watching it before she went to work. Bonnie's happy about the other character they revealed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The, 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 Spoilers. The, the Inkling, yes. Inkling girl. Inkling, Inkling. Or boy. Inkling girl and boy. There's eight different... You can pick from eight different ones. All of them each have a different costume. All of them each use a different color ink. Come on. That's cute. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm not a, I mean, that's on. fantastic. That's cute to do that. <laughs> That's 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 awesome. So, um, so that's sixty six characters. That makes then. No, it's sixty five. I'm looking at the list. Uh, sixty six. Thought I counted it. <laughs> you you counted going through it. One. There two. there was one, no, there. Someone posted a list. I, I see the list here. It's an alphabetical order on Gamespot. Sixty six characters. That's nuts. That's insane. And uh, yeah, and yes, a lot of them are these fire living people. I have no idea who they are. But um, whatever. It's so cool to have them. But the uh, inkling character looks like Bob's back, baby. They'll be a lot of fun to use. 
Yeah, I, I'm just. I'm even the little, for even, it. even the little details on Rob that said, "Oh, well, we put the little, little the, indicator the fuel on the counter. seat." I'm like, the first time they said that, I'm looking. I'm like, I don't see it. And then the second time like, I saw okay. it, I was like, "Oh, that's cute. That's silly. It's, the, it's that's just something great. that you wouldn't need, but we're gonna do it." Yeah, they're look. They, they okay. And they were showing off like the faces on Donkey Kong and the different yeah. clothes, and it's just like so. A lot of work's going into this. So that's why I'm saying, like, I don't care if this isn't from the ground up, or it's just it's just the 2.0 version of the Wii U one. It's, it's fan it's, service. It's, the it's, game. It's a giant. Yeah, it's a giant fan service, but it it makes it so that ho- hopefully. No one really has a complaint because it has every everything you could want. Like this is it. We put back every shitty character that no one played just to, just to have him back in there. All the clones of other characters, or whatever the hell they call them, not clones, whatever the phrasing they use. Uh, that they started using the term Echo Fighter. Echo Fighter, but even barely above fi- a, barely above a palette swap. You know, it's They're a little, a little bit different. Yeah, yeah, I saw the one where it's like, well, the the attack is a teeny bit different, and that's okay. Come on, it's the same. But okay, so really, it's not sixty-six different fighters, but it's still a ton of fighters. Yeah, I, I yeah, Pac-Man's uh, final look, Smash was awesome. It's a little. It's it looks like it's going to be more useful than the one that was in uh, Wii U. You got to show respect to Pac. You have to. Um, uh, they even have yeah, they have the they have the the, the Wii Fit trainers back. <laughs> they, changed they changed her face. They changed her face. Because something complained about it. Someone in Nintendo so, didn't so, like it. The, yeah, the Wii Fit team. Who knew there was a Wii Fit team? Who they, knew that the Wii Fit team was still around? They said they made Mr. Game & Watch look more accurate. I don't know who was complaining about that, but that's just to me funny. It was funny, too, because you, you're watching. Sakurai just seemed so tired during it. Oh, he looked like he needed a vacation and a half. Don't fucking ask me for a goddamn thing ever again. That, that, that was the meme, right? But it I was mean, like, all right. Now, yeah, he looked like, okay, he's pulling some old hiders on this. Straight up, you know, the, the little snarky asides, like, yeah. It's getting real annoying to keep making hats for Kirby, guys. Like, <laughs> Kirby's got a hat for everyone. Oh, yeah. Kirby has to have an ability for the other 65 characters. <laughs> yep. That's that's insane. Did you see the hat? Uh, did you see a picture of Kirby wearing Ridley's skull? No. He, just, I... he wears Ridley's skull on his Okay, head. that's disturbing. <laughs> it's adorable. That's disturbing. Does he get the tail, too? No, he looks like a character from Monster Hunter. It's great. So that's what I mean. So that it, uh, complain that this isn't an all-new game. There's a ton of work ton of work being put in this to revise this and i'm not so much and i'm not even a huge i I enjoy playing smash but i'm not a i'm not a smash fanboy but if i was i'd i'd change i changed my shorts twice during the whole like fucking 20 minute long part of the presentation it was forever in props to the amount of effort nintendo must have had to go through to make this presentation for Truly, I mean, they targeted that to the most hardcore fan yes. base they have. I mean, they they took a real roll of dice with that. They're like, we're going to lose a lot of people here, but this but is going kept, to make... They kept it towards the end, though. But they also said that in their mind, they realized this is going to make a very particular set of our oh, fan sure. base incredibly happy. There was the picture of the one guy. Uh, there was a video of the one Smash player. How fucking long was this part? Let me go back, <laughs> while you say that, I'm going to go see this real quick. It was like 15 minutes. It's wild. Um, there was a video of this one Smash player, and he usually records himself every time uh, there's like a Nintendo Direct. Oh, I can imagine the fucking reaction videos from this. Well, the one guy got so ah. excited, he like jumped up and got excited and like put his fist down and put his fist through... <laughs> Through a shelf. Uh, no, he didn't. Yeah, through one of the parts on his shelf. What the fuck, dude? Relax, dude. Yeah. I know you like Smash, but come on. Don't literally smash. <laughs> so, don't, don't literally smash. 
So yeah, it was it was amusing. I, that's why I said like I was when I was watching this, I'm like I say figured okay they'll do like update they'll do updates of like twelve characters and I was like oh this is literally every shitty character that most some people know know who these characters are they're just gonna run through every single one okay here we go all right all right. All right, it's not ending. When it's I saw ending. Ice Climbers, I was like, like, they're, they're going to do it. Yeah, gonna and then when they one. hit Snake, it was like, well, I think when they hit Snake, that's when they said everyone is yes. here. Yeah, because once you got the Snake, you're like, oh, they got the rights back to them. Everyone's, okay. yeah. But when they, when ice, when I saw Ice Climbers, I was like, are they doing this? Well, we kind of knew it was going to be an upgrade, this? but you didn't think it was going to be every single character? Yeah. Well, I mean, we knew it was going to be an upgrade, but when we talked about it back when it was um, teased... I mean, we said we didn't. I mean, we didn't think that there was going to be everyone. I think I said that would be nice, but I think we were talking about how they were probably going to get rid of some of those, you know, uh, Fire Emblem characters and stuff. Oh, like we that. thought we were going to get yeah. rid of some of them. Oh no, the, no, it was a twenty-five minute fucking long part. It okay. was twenty-five minutes. There he is. There's Sakurai looking like he wants to die. <laughs> or Sakurai. Sakurai. He looks like hey. You can see that you can see the makeup caked on under his eyelids, under his droopy eyelids. Is like, he's like, all right, here we go. <laughs> Here's why I have no personal life. life. Yep. <laughs> and... Here's why my wife left me. No, no I don't know. I'm sure you have a nice family life. I don't picture Nintendo being, being sort of the the whip masters in there. Mm. I don't picture them being that. I'm not. I, I don't know. Could go is, either way. Do we know? Is there a word? It's a very if you release information, they kill you or fire you. I mean, that's that's a true. People have been fired for even going on podcasts as Nintendo employees and talking about stuff that wasn't authorized. So they they run a tight ship. I know that. I don't know if they're if they're like slave masters over there when it comes to this stuff. I don't no know. Uh, we got oh Ryu now always faces on one on one. I think okay, that's, that's very cute. neat. Yeah, that's cute. It is. That's that's proper. No, yeah. They were a twenty a twenty five minute slog, of of here you go here's what we got. Dodge yeah, and he comes back. He's in this nice little apartment or whatever that break Nintendo's awesome looking break room. And he comes back and then they have Ridley show up at the end, and I guess people were some people I saw some people disappointed that there was only two new characters, but I'm like I don't that, what well, technically know. three Ridley Peach or Ridley Daisy, and um, Echo. It'll be different enough for most people, but Ridley, Daisy, and you know, Inkling. Inkling didn't feel super new because that was announced at the end of um, that Nintendo Direct like three months ago. And what is it? It's compatible with every Amiibo. Sorry. Every Amiibo, but not just every Smash Amiibo. Now it's compatible with. They might have done that earlier, but anyways, any any Amiibo of any character from any series will work. So if you have the Mario Amiibo from. Um, the Mario Party line, it'll still work as a Smash Amiibo. I I think they even did a good job with the with the little cutaway, little transitions, and the little cute little scenes. Oh, yeah, the, yeah, I, they did great. It, it, it was just a smart. It was smart. It, like I said, it was twenty five minutes. It was like wow, it, it did take forever, but you know, th- there's some uh, the Squid Sisters are going to be there. <laughs> yeah, as a uh, as an assist trophy, and it was <laughs> it was pretty funny watching uh, Mario get speared with the tail uh, in the shadows. In oh the, yeah, that was like leader. dark. <laughs> that was kind of a dark moment. And <laughs> Samus turns around and the hat's just like yeah. I thought that was great. Mario got murked. Yep. in this trailer, um, and then you you had some interesting new. Uh, you have the. Breath of the Wild stage looked pretty pretty sweet. Oh, the on plateau the ta- on the tower. That looks like a freaking mess. 
Well, it's small. Whenever you have these small ones, like in the original game, it was always a little Kirby. Little yeah, but it looked like they freeze. had eight people going on that st- stage. Oh, and, oh, no. and, and, and in the uh, Wii version, you could only do the eight players on larger stages, so that looks pretty amazing. You know what? We're giving you everything, assholes. Just, just do it. This is your game. <laughs> you no limitations. Just go. We're going we're gonna to add more items, even though you purists, I mean, you don't like items because you don't like having fun. I, I think, I think, I think items have been, I think the, the, uh, the, the hot takes on items have, have dropped a little bit. I think people have realized I, I, they're fun. Well, they're fun. I, they're still not used in com- competitive. As and far I as get I that. Know, but they, they don't like the randomness. I, but I think people use them more in regular play. To me, the randomness is part of the, part of a game sometimes. Yeah. I would say like, oh, poker has randomness involved. That's part of it. It's just, it's just, but the people don't want like a poker sort of smash game. I, I get that. I just don't agree because I think that's the Poke, uh, Pokemon balls are are, are are fun. Yeah, some are overpowered like the freaking baseball bat. But for the most part, they've been balanced, the weapons. They're usually pretty balanced. Uh, oh, and you can use the original GameCube controller. Yes. So, I was hoping when they were showing off the sides of it, I was hoping that they were going to make GameCube style grips. I first thought that's where that's they were going. Where, that's where I thought they were going. And too. I'm surprised they would not do that. Because those would, those would sell like they could sell them for a hundred dollars, and they would sell them. Those would multiple sell like colors. the cakes. They would, yes, yeah, they, they would, would sell like lava cakes. They would be cakes. They I would. was kind of surprised they didn't do that. Yeah, I was like, all right, here it comes. Because I, I predicted that they would eventually do Joy Cons with different yeah generations. Like, like, no brainer. I was like, I'm still waiting. I'm for like, that. come on, where is this? Yep. Maybe they, maybe it's too complicated. Maybe they don't want to get into that. I don't know. Maybe. Well, they, well, well, you know, they can put out a fresh batch of first-party GameCube controllers if they want. Which I'm sure they will. That's what it looked like they were going to do. Because those, those, those first-generation controllers, some are dying, dying off. They have to repair them. There's, there's a big, you know, they know about the competitive scene. They're not totally dumb. So they might just do that. So any last words on, on good old uh, Smash here? No. No, we're done with it. We're, we're done. You can cancel your dash. <laughs> that, that's fine. Uh, I'll still stick with Mario as my main. I like him nice and average, nice and nice and simple. Uh, uh, but Samus, you can charge in midair. Charge used to uh, it's charge. Samus used to be my main back in the day, but she was a little slow charging up. But charging in midair makes her uh, yeah. more powerful. I switched to Wii Fit Trainer, and but I haven't actually I actually haven't played the Wii U one. Did I buy it? I don't know. I don't remember if I even bought it. Um, but I'll, I want Pac Man. I'll, I'll I'll try out Pac. Oh, Pac Man's good. Let's try out Pac Man and Rob just for shits and giggles. All right, so there you go. Enjoy, enjoy, everyone. You have the Smash game that you never realized you wanted, and might be too much anyway. So uh, we want to talk at all about what was going on in the Microsoft press conference. Do we no, care? No, I don't care. We don't care. How about the How about the Jump Force? Want to talk about Jump Force real quick? Uh, I mean, I don't have a ton to say on it, but Jump Force was uh, shown, and it's looking great. It's going to be a another entry in the. Um, the Shonen Jump line of games, you know, the Jump Superstars and such like that. It's going to be a large anime crossover fighting game um, with characters from uh, anime such as Dragon Ball, Naruto, um, One Piece, I believe Bleach, and I'm sure there's going to be a lot of other ones in there as well. Um, no one really knows when it's coming out. I think it's next year sometime. Um, but that's going to be... Uh, pretty incredible. 
you were looking at it and even you had interest in it, which I thought was kind of impressive since you normally don't show any interest in that sort of stuff. And what, fighting games or... Well, it's certainly not something that's jump-focused. Jump-focused? Oh, because you're... Ban- I, no, I, jump because oh, it's not shown in jump. Oh, well, well, it it's a, a unique fighting game, which is hard and harder to get to, to appreciate or or see within see them develop like this. So, to me, the first thing that when I saw that, this looks like a fight scene, like in a superhero movie. I, I hate to I hate to bring up a Zack Snyder thing, but <laughs> being smashed into buildings and you know what I mean, being thrown about, and it's it's open. So I'm like, okay, this is there's a lot more strategy to this than to me, or a lot more. At least there's a lot more elements here where you're not locked into okay, 2D one-on-one fighting game. Go, yes, that's fine, it's fun, but this looks a lot. There's a lot more freedom to how you're fighting, um, being thrown into all the objects and like a mountain in this scene. That's I don't know. I it, it looks very enjoyable. So it's going to be a three-on-three tag, um, and as they say, there's. Light attacks, heavy attacks, guards, sidestep, dodges, special attacks, but it's all fairly easy to execute and pull off. Um, it's going to be, you know, it's considered kind of a, a, a beginner's fighter. Um, I, I, I don't want to make a direct comparison to Smash because it's not, that's not quite right, but it's, it's certainly, it's certainly something different. It's certainly accessible in a different way. These games generally are. The impact of the hits is what I notice, and I guess obviously that's the anime influence, where it, like it slows down for some of these big hits. Uh-huh. I think that it's nice because it, it, you can follow the action as well, and it gives you a chance to really appreciate what you're seeing. Because well, I'm like complaints. One of the reasons I don't like the Marvel vs. Capcom stuff is I can't see what the fuck's going on. I just can't. I can't even follow it. I know that if you're a high level player, you can, but for this at least, I can follow what's going along, and, but it still looks very interesting visually. It's visually appealing still. Yeah, he, he throws the guy across, smacks into something. You still have a lot of combos. So, no, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I was shocked too. That I was like, okay, this is something I actually want to play. Just because it's different. He gets thrown into a fucking bus or something, explodes. Yeah, they're on the city. The city street looks gorgeous, this, this sort of city street. And you destroy everything, and it, stay, it looks like it stays destroyed. All this stuff around you. So, I mean, I know Tekken kind of did that in the past, but that was, come on, he went through a wall. Yeah, lots of games have done that sort of thing. But this so is this just, like a movie. Yeah. No, I think it's going to be very fun. So, it'll be interesting to see what it's like when it comes out. I'm wondering how many characters they'll throw in. Um, these games tend to throw a lot in. Um, you know, the, they were comparing, saying that they wanted it to be more like uh, one of the old, like, Dragon Ball Z Budokai games or something like that. And, you know, those games are notorious, especially, like, I think it was Budokai Tenkaichi 3 or something that had, like, 125 characters. Okay, that's nuts. So I don't, think, I don't think they'll go that crazy, but considering right. all the licenses that they have to pull from and whatnot, the, the roster on this will probably be huge. Will there be people from One Punch Man characters? That's not Shonen Jump, so no, I don't believe so. That'd be a crossover. Could you have One Punch Man in? How would you do that? If it's One Punch Man, <laughs> just have him kick. <laughs> Luckily, I don't think we have to worry about it. Just have him do like laps and sit ups. Oh, that, that's that's his attacks. Yeah, yeah. One Punch. How about how about the the Skyrim very special edition on Alexa? 
I think that's amusing. Keegan I, Michael uh, Keegan Keegan Michael Key, right? Is that his name? Uh, his name's complicated. He he starred in the in the little like two three minute video, who's hysterical by the way. Um, yeah, so it's used. It's based off of the uh, off of you have to have a some sort of Alexa device, right? Like like an Echo, like an Amazon uh, Echo or Echo Dot, which I thought about getting. Um, and it's voice. It's it's interesting because because at first the people thought it was a joke, where he's talking. He's basically doing. It's basically like a like a text adventure, yeah. Except it's reading it to you and you're responding. And so it's like, oh, you come across a dragon. The dragon, uh, the dragon fires at you. You're down to nine health. What do you want to do? And he's like, oh, I want to. Do I? Do I want eat, eat some cheese? <laughs> eat all the cheese. I'm not doing justice to this. It was very funny, but. It turns out that it was like a joke thing. Then they actually did a joke afterwards. Oh, we you have a we have a, a Skyrim version on your on your on your LG freaking uh, your, your refrigerator. Uh, refrigerator, you know, like a pager version, a pager version, sketch version. Um, but no, this one actually exists. If you have an elect, you can straight up go and activate that on your uh, free to enable. I guess you have yeah. to download it to your system or whatever, or enable it. You just enable it. On enable the Alexa, it. Alexa, yeah. I guess yeah. As long as there's no hard drive on Alexa. Right, it just goes to the cloud or whatever and, and does it. Right. So you can in the description, uh, prepare to quest and explore the dungeons of Skyrim. Master your weapons, spells, and shouts. Encounter people who constantly need your help. Guard your knees against arrows. Fairly harm mud crabs. Fight dragons, die, fight another dragon, eat sweet rolls. And uh Furoda? Is that a Fusroda, that's a special that's a shout. Oh, okay. It's a shout. Oh, he said that he said that in the in the, in the yeah. video. That's right. So, th- so I don't know why they decided to unveil this just to have something. Keegan, Keegan Michael Key, yes, um, of Key and Peel fame. But I, I can imagine at least the developer is getting a kick out of it because you're you're basically doing a text adventure game. Yeah, is what you're really doing. You have to make a text adventure game, which could be very fun. It's, it's kind of choose your own adventures at some points, but this is an added level because you know you have to use your items and decide what to do. But there's probably a lot of fun to do. I don't know how. I don't know if people have, have reported how long this game is. I'm picturing it being a couple hour game, like a text adventure can be. You know, maybe uh, I haven't looked too much into it beyond thinking that it was very amusing. But I know that there was already like I saw a couple posts or topics on people trying to break the game, um, trying to break it or find yeah, Easter eggs with, or something. Alexa, yeah, and I think. Uh, I, I, I should actually look into that a little bit more after this because it's very neat. And I'm sure they hit all sorts of weird little things in there, too. Oh, sure. So. That's the thing. With, with, with the text adventure, you have to use, it's, it's literally your imagination. Yeah. Or uh, Could this be a new genre of games? Voice adventuring on, on, your, on your smart... Because now these, these, these smart home devices have really only been popular, you want to say, even a couple of years, where people have started to get... There's, there's only a few of them, really. You have, you have the Google Google Home... Uh, one, you have the the you have the Echo slash Echo Dot, and you have whatever the failing Apple one is because Apple came Apple came too late to the party. It sounds like, sure. and so people are really plus with Amazon Amazon Prime and Amazon. There was a sale today; it was a hundred bucks to get the Dot and the regular Echo, which is like forty dollars off. That's crazy, you know. So I was like, oh, I don't think I need it, but I'm gonna buy more and save. I'll get both of them because the one you, the, the the Dot is a smaller one, but you can hook up to any audio device, so you can right. pump it through your speakers if you want to play it. Something on Pandora or on Spotify or whatever, and the other one has a built-in 360 speaker. So um, yeah, this 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 is this is interesting. It got me thinking. I mean, about the possibility of 
you know, some sort of um, simple, uh, you know, computer DM or something where you could just talk to it and, you know, tell it to roll, you know, yeah. to, you know, see, see what happens. Well, could, could there be, I don't know, maybe, I, well, I'm thinking ahead here. I'm giving them ideas. Maybe the, the echo becomes like the, the, like your dungeon master. You That's have a group of friends I'm over. Saying. We're on the same D&D page. I, I, I think a lot of people heard that and they're like, oh, that could be that could be interesting. Um, you know, whether it's pre-done campaigns or what. I know that there have always I know that online there have been um, attempts to get that done with text, you know, to have like a sort of a procedurally generated like dungeon master. Sure. It, I mean, they can only go so far with it. But with this, well, I think they'll have proper computing power to have a to simulate like a they could. A tabletop experience. So, it'd be interesting to see what comes. You go over someone's. You go over someone's house, and then you bring your little your little notepad to keep t- track. But you have the, the dungeon master doing it for you, and that uh, could be fun. Yeah, there's no mess to worry about, or someone reading a book. You have someone that has it all in their head. You have Alexa. You know, maybe I, I think I think this could be something. I, I'm, I really think it could. I'm, I'm, I'm really I'm really thinking in a couple of years this could be a burgeoning market. To be like, well, could, can there be something where you don't you have any visuals, and you're by yourself or with a group, and you're just interacting with voice? And obviously, you're limited in genres, but there, there could be something here. I mean, that's all. I mean, that's what all tabletop role playing yeah. is. Just eliminate the DM. Yeah. Why not? Uh, I'm in. I'm in for. Uh, you know what? I'll do D and D night with Ian on this. We'll, we'll do it. <laughs> I'll, I will roll my character. I'll re-roll. Uh, for it. And maybe they can they can sell they can sell you know what they'll do? They will sell you like a little tablet tablet uh, accessories to go along with the voice game. Oh That's yeah, what they'll do little apps. Fuck it, we're gonna we're gonna make one. We're gonna do it. We're gonna, we're gonna, cutting edge. We're gonna get on board. This is the CU podcast <laughs> uh, Alexa a smart home uh, game. That's what we're gonna do. All right, uh, you want you want to talk about Fallout seventy six? So, I mean, I know very little about it, but... Me too. We're looking at the new Fallout from <laughs> Bethesda, and it appears that there is a heavy multiplayer focus. If... Yeah. Oh, this is coming out in November. All right. Give me one second here. Doopa doopa doo So, yeah, that's coming out November 2018, and it is online. Um, it's... So, okay, it is entirely online. I thought so. I wanted to make sure I had that right before I said that. Um, which kind of immediately takes me uh, out of out of interest for it. Oh, all right. Let's not talk about it. <laughs> I don't want to... Uh, I, I like Fallout, but I just don't have an interest in playing anything in a persistent online world. Um, Bethesda's games have always been kind of championed as the last place you can go for an extraordinarily deep single-player experience. Skyrim, um, Fallout 4, Fallout 3, Fallout New Vegas. You know, everyone loves those games. When Skyrim came out and, you know, was re-released 8 billion times, everyone gave it, you know, such praise in a time where all of these 
current games, you know, had massive multiplayer modes that, you know, were uh, supposed to be a huge draw or, you know, had didn't have single player modes at all or they were, you know, a small part of it. And to see something like Fallout um, become so focused on multiplayer is, I don't know, it's kind of a real bummer. Uh, well, I mean... The, uh, the premise of Fallout is great, obviously. That's why it's been a successful series. And I would probably say this to people that are upset about this not go, not staying single player. I, I, I can't picture them not having a Fallout 5 in development eventually. Um, according to this PC game, Gamer article, Fallout 76 is based on plans for Fallout 4 multiplayer that they said, okay, we're going to scratch it and, you know, now, now we'll try it. So... You know, it's, I mean, it's different. It's it, it's they they say that it's you know the map is huge and uh, you know they say dozens. So let's say you know thirty six people total per map. Thirty six. Okay. I mean, let's just assume you know dozens. Let's say three dozen. Okay. And that's the world you're playing in. I still, I just don't like the idea of it being tied to a, a server like that. Uh, you know, a persistent online world. And you don't lose your progress if you die. But I just, I don't want to have to constantly deal with other people on there. So it's not, you know, it's it's not a, it's not entirely a, a PvP sort of game, but it can be. Can you, I guess you can take on different classes? Well, yeah, I mean, it's it's a fallout. But I mean, so if I can, you know, so you don't have to go out hunting other players necessarily. You can just sort of relax and, and do your own thing. Yeah, but if they want to come hunt you, there's, there's nothing you can do. To stop there's them. nothing you can do. Okay, and, that, and that's where you'd be like, okay, I can't really enjoy it at my own pace then. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Uh, they're trying to see. Uh, Fallout seventy six aims to stop people from being jerks. Think of PvP more like issuing a challenge to somebody. Okay, well there you go. You don't have to necessarily fight someone. Um, when you see a person, this is from a GameSpot article. When you see a person in the world. They're a real person, and now you have to figure out what role they play. Maybe they're just being super helpful. Maybe they're wandering the world as a traitor and just trading with people. Maybe they're being a bad guy, and they're part of a raider group. We, we allow for that sort of tension, but with systems in place to keep it from being abusive. So you can't be harassed by somebody who just keeps chasing you around the world and keeps killing you over and over again. The game literally doesn't allow that to happen to you. Okay. I guess we'll just see how, how, what, what they put in place there. Death isn't supposed to be a super negative thing. You don't lose your progression and you don't lose all your stuff. Somebody can't kill you and then take everything in your inventory. Then you have to start over. Huh. All right. Does I that, mean, does that, that make it more appealing at least a little bit? I mean, I need to know. How, well, I mean, the the death not wiping out your inventory thing was. I saw that. I I need to know how they're going to implement these measures that would stop someone from doing that. Um, because in the article I'm reading, you know, it says that it'll feature a base building system that looks similar to Fallout 4 settlement construction features and sentry defense system. Those bases, as shown in gameplay footage, can be attacked and destroyed by enemies. And, you know, I I would have to see how that's totally going to play out. I, I just, I have no clue. Um, it seems... It seems like that would be tricky to balance. The beta is going to be available only for those that pre-order. By the way, that looks to me strange, but okay, that's what they're going with. 
I don't, I don't know if that'll bite them in the ass or not. If that's to be a turn off to people. What's that? You can only get the beta if you pre-order. Oh. So yeah. you're locked in. I guess you always cancel your pre-order, but you know you have to at least give someone your credit card in order to play the beta. Sure. To see if you want to play the real the real game once it comes out. You know, it's the, it's the opposite of shareware. Yeah. It's buy pre-buyware is what is what it is. <laughs> is that a thing? I saw someone selling a bunch of discs, uh, shareware discs on eBay uh, a few days ago. I found out. I'm like, is that, that's technically illegal. I thought you can't sell shareware discs. It said you cannot sell this. You cannot resell this. Anyway. All right. So, oh, okay. So we got more about this than I thought. You going to get your pit boy? No. We can, we can get you sponsored and not tell people and, and <laughs> just yell at journalists to have a problem with it. That would be great. Oh, that was fun. All right. Um. Uh, I don't have much to say about Starlink. Neither do I. So we'll skip that. Cyberpunk 77 looks like an intriguing, I guess, GTA-ish sort of uh, type of game in a cyberpunk future world. More like, uh, probably more like um, a Skyrim or a Witcher. Is that more what it's going to be Yeah, like? it's, it's being developed by the people who made The Witcher. So it's definitely going to be more of an RPG. It's based on a pen and paper RPG from the 80s. Um, I think I might have heard of that one, and it looks it looks Terrible good to time. me. It look well. It it looks interesting. I have interest in it. Um, you know what? I you know, it's funny. I think I own this. I think I own the, the cyberpunk uh, tabletop from the swap meet. This uh, is sad. <laughs> so my, I want to play it. My issue is they somehow made a cyberpunk world um, look kind of boring. It's really? I they even said like in the article they they tried to ground it in some sort of reality and to me I don't want a cyberpunk world set in reality. Uh it, I I and it, it, the aesthetic shouldn't be different for everyone, but I when I think cyberpunk I think Blade Runner and Ghost in the Shell and stuff like that. I want the the darkness and the neon and this is like I don't know. It looks like Night Rider, you know. It, it's like night. It, well, the the color you, looks you like want Knight something Rider. where it's there. You don't want sunlight. It sounds like I want cyberpunk. This this looks like California with a an eighties synthwave filter thrown over it, and it is California. But that's but this is a very this is a this is a a far more generic looking. This is cyber closer cyber to what aesthetic. it might actually look like fifty or sixty years from now. Yeah, it which is. to me is interesting. They're they're going it's a little more sci-fi versus versus just dystopian yes. future. Like they're saying, okay, biomechanical people, uh, virtual reality to the next degree, you know, things like that. Um, I, I'm not I'm not big into the cyberpunk. If there's a scene, I have no idea. To the aesthetic, I think it's interesting. I like the original Blade Runner. Uh, I rewatched it. Uh, I think a few weeks ago. I forgot why we watched it. I was like, oh, I haven't seen it forever. It's, it, it, it's a great movie. Um. Uh, let's see. We spent a lot of time trying to make sure this feels like California. I think you can tell more interesting stories gr- being more grounded in reality. Y- it'd be easier to tell stories uh, relating or at least having themes of social stratification, uh, uh, you know, of society still having uh, some sort of prejudice and, and racial issues, but maybe sliding it more to... Uh, mechanical type of things. I, I think I think there's a lot of interesting things you can do, I think, to keep it more grounded. At least, obviously, you can do that 
throwing out the setting. But I, but I think there's something to be said for keeping it more grounded, and it'll be easier to, to go A to A and B to B on some of these uh, moral themes. Or You know what I mean? I, sure. I think that could have been a decision. And honestly, we've only seen one trailer. The trailer looks fantastic. It, I mean, the trailer uh, certainly makes the game look fun, and I'm sure there's going to be plenty of different settings to play the game in. Um, I was just surprised to see such a, I don't know, um, less extreme take on the idea of cyberpunk, I guess. Le- or less extreme, because there's still sunlight. <laughs> well, it just, it's, it's different looking. I'm not the only one who thinks that either. Sure. Uh, so the original Cyberpunk was Cyberpunk 2020, the tabletop. So that means it's hitting in two years. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> well, I, I, they're a little bit off. Just they're, a touch. They're off with the, with the hover cars uh, and Back to the Future. Uh, <laughs> let's see. See, I don't know much about this, but there's mega corporations that run things, which is basically where we're headed to anyway. Uh, the game's default setting is the fictional Night City, a city of 5 million people on the west coast of the U.S. between L.A. and San Francisco. Okay, so it was still in California, the original. It was described being near San Jose, but okay. Blah, blah, blah. Following a vast socioeconomical collapse and a period of martial law, the United States government has had to rely on several mega corporations to survive. This has given them a veritable carte, carte blanche to operate as they will. So I'm guessing it'll keep with that theme, but now fast forward 50 years and now where are we at sure. with things? And, and that could be interesting, too, because you can get into issues of, of uh, mass consumerism and having to rely on the shit that these corporations make and have to buy them to survive, which we are kind of at now. We're starting to with, with these good old smartphones not being able to live without them. So picture the themes fast forward. Where we are now, fast forward 50 years, and where it, we can be run amok with maybe we're going to be required to buy certain medicines or pills in order to counteract other shit in the environment. So so the, say the corporations have created such a bad environment themselves, but now putting out products you have to buy from them in order to make it day-to-day. You know, so there's a lot of interesting things they can do in this that you couldn't do in a, in a GTA game. You know, GTA is uh, crime and punishment and violence and things like But this, to me, is, is more potentially more thought-provoking. Well, Fallout's done that sort of stuff before. Sure, but I haven't played that. But this is... So, okay, I'm sure, but... But but that's but that's all that's but that's the, the wasteland though. This is still society still trying to exist. Oh sure, I'm just saying that. You I know, mean those sorts of this stories is like packaged. But this is like Twilight Zone shit to me that I like that like so I'm I'm on board. I'm on board with Cyberpunk 2077 when I'll be 97 years old. <laughs> Holy fuck, I'll be dead. <laughs> yeah, I'll probably be dead by then. So all right, anything else to add to this? Nah. Well, I got more, more thought-provoking that topic than I thought I was about the themes that you can do. I, I like it more and more. So what's not thought-provoking, though, Ian, is Battletoads. Nope. So Battletoads um, is a franchise that Corey Ian has, a, has I've said on Argo saying they have a fervent following, uh, Battletoads. So uh, there's a new game being confirmed for Xbox One. Um, it was a surprise. There was some muted applause afterwards during the presentation. People were like, yeah, all right. I guess there was hints about this since they re- renewed the, the Battle of Toads trademark in 2014 for a new game. Uh, and then, uh, yeah. So it's going to come out in 2019 for Xbox One and probably then also PC. Being developed by Rare. All right. So Rare get, getting back into the, the saddle. All right. So that's fine. Uh, we haven't had a new Battle of Toads game since, uh, was Battle Maniacs the last one? I have no idea. You had the arcade, you had Battle Toads, you had Battle Maniacs. 
um, Super Nintendo to complete the trilogy. Uh, uh, and, and Battletoads Double Dragon, if you count that. Sure. So there's four games. Was there a Game Boy one? There was a, a Game Boy one. There was a Genesis one. Uh, the Genesis one, was well, that was similar to the Super Nintendo one, wasn't it? I believe so. I'm not a Genesis guy, so don't, don't yell at me. I have no idea. But I'm just not a Battletoads guy. That's that's where that's where I'm at. But who is really Ian? <laughs> and I think that's, that's where I, I want to start this conversation from. Yeah. So Battletoads is is a franchise that was probably totally forgotten for about a 15 year period, where it was like, okay, there was a little blip on the radar during the 8 bit and 16 bit days, and then it was gone after like the mid 90s was 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 gone. And then you have a weird fucking internet meme come about in the late 2000s about calling up stores and asking, do you have Battletoads? So that became a thing that Ian might have experienced. I, I did, but people stopped calling us pretty quick because when I'd say yes... The joke was done. The joke was done. And a lot of them, like a lot of the younger kids that were doing it, didn't even realize it was actually a game. So like they'd get all flummoxed about it. And now we're starting to see the cracks of this game, at least in my mind, start to... Yeah. come about here where you have the people that might be clamoring for clamoring for this title don't necessarily have experience with the original Battletoads or the games that came out 25 years ago that are saying oh Battletoads is cool it's something that's a joke it's a meme there's a game being made for it now and now I'm excited for that and and I'm not and I'm not even going to talk about the potential quality this could be a fantastic game that comes out the last time Kids thought a meme was cool. We got Donald Trump as president. Okay. I don't. So I don't know that we need Battletoads. It's there's a bad precedent set already. But, but this is my point. This could be a gorgeous game. I think it's going to be a 2.5 uh, uh, sprite based <laughs> 4K resolution. It's going to be a genre mashup like the original was, which is why it's only an average game according to a certain NES guidebook, and Ian reviewed it. Um. The idea, the, the 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 motivation for this game to me is displaced. It's this is not where you want to start off the idea of let's start a game off a franchise that became known as being a joke, and we'll play out our new game because of it. It just really rubs me the wrong way, and it combines the worst of nostalgia for something you shouldn't have nostalgia for anymore, and it being a meme and putting it in a blender, and here you go, and that just Maybe it shouldn't bother me, but when Rare tweets, they tweet, when they when the first line is, "Do you, you have, have Battletoads?" Yeah, that as their you. announcement, we are already at least to me starting off on the wrong foot because if there was a f- fan base clamoring for Battletoads that finally remembered it from the 16-bit, 8-bit days, you would not start your marketing campaign with a goddamn meme. You wouldn't. And, and maybe I'm making this too big a thing. Maybe this is why I'm a little crazy. But that really, to me, was a misstep in terms of if there was a market for this, you're now marketing it to people that see the franchise as a joke versus people that may have wanted a new game. Yes, it's it's disingenuous. I, 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 it's, they're marketing it to people who think, who I think, for the uh, most part, find it cool in a disingenuous way. And those aren't people who are going to buy the game. Right. Not, those, if there were people that want to buy this game, it would be the people that think the, the, the NES game is better than I think it actually is. That liked 
the Battletoad characters, even though they're blatantly uh, just a, a ripoff of Ninja Turtles. And I do know I, people who are actually interested in this. I know people our age who do want to play a new Battletoads game. I do know people who like the Nintendo Battletoads game. And I do too. And I, I, I think they're crazy. I think but... they're crazy, but I respect their <laughs> I respect their opinion disagree. To, be, to be crazy. I like plenty of games that other people don't like, so that's fine. If you have a genuine love for that mess of a game, more power to you. Uh, you know, we can we can chat that one out over a beer. Um, but that and I have seen friends, you know, that I'm like, okay, no, they do want this, and I hope it turns out well for them. But to, I I mean, the the launch trailer was a drawing of the bike hitting a wall, the the hover bike, and then from the second level, you will have battle toads. So something that people don't remember fondly from the game, and then. A meme joke that drove people nuts. The the, the most notorious part of a game that 90% of players couldn't get past, that I couldn't get past as a kid. For some reason, now I can. My reflex has gotten better at this game, which is, which is a shame because the game doesn't get that much better afterwards. It gets more interesting because there's different stuff going on. But they chose that imagery, like you said, as this is our new game. Remember the frustration of a poorly designed game. Do you want this soup? It's made out of gumballs and socks and pork bones. I mean, that's what fucking remember this. Remember is. this poorly, uh, poorly designed game that Nintendo pushed and had a failed pilot of a cartoon show that wasn't a real franchise at all. Remember that? Well, we're back now. Here you go. <laughs> and like I said, this could be an excellent game. It could be. If they, if they have like a hand drawn, if they put out a game that could have been what they envisioned the original being like a franchise like you know like a something of the of the style and quality of a ninja turtles arcade game but with different genres thrown in there besides the beat-em-ups that are done well and give you time to fucking learn what's going on uh with them then yeah i'm on board but like i said it's just yeah body morphing genre mashups uh three player couch co-op okay that's cute three players uh 4k hand-drawn 2.5d graphics if if the focus is, and it won't be broad, non-specific feature declarations. So they're making the whole thing a joke. Yes, they know it's a joke. My guess is it'll be like a fifteen twenty dollar deal download title. I don't know. I if they just focus. If it was a, I always said about Battletoads. There's, there's, if it was just a beat 'em up, if they just focused on making a good beat 'em up, there probably could have been something there. Yes, because the arcade game was fine. The arcade beat em up was fine. It was fun. We'll see. If the NES game was just a beat em up, it would have been well regarded. That was a, that was an incredibly promising first level. It was a level and a half. Even the little vine swing thing nope. was coming down. It was, you yeah. didn't like that? Fuck that level. Okay, even like that. Ian's off of that. All right. <laughs> the first level and the third level. Well, the... Third level was a hover bike, right? Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of problems with that game. It's a lot of problems. Which goes into a certain NES guidebook. We go in why. There's some problems with that. People are pissed about that game. Uh, getting either either getting an average score one way or the other. It's not, it's not low enough. It's not high enough. Yeah. <laughs> Very divisive, that game. But, all right. Moving on. Uh, I don't have a huge amount to say about Assassin's Creed Odyssey. But I was surprised that I was engaged watching the, uh, the reveal trailer and gameplay. I was surprisingly engaged. Because I'm not a... I don't... I... I'm not into Assassin's Creed games at all. I don't. I don't think the Renaissance aesthetic is 
that interesting to me. Well, it's personally. not just Renaissance. It's all over the place. Well, well, this, well, yes, yes, Ian. But the start of it. That's what, that's what I mean. Yeah. Okay. Well, it, I mean, that was just the start of it. It's done Civil War. It's done Pirates. Now we're going to Greece. Yes, and Rome. I know, Ian. Okay, I know. I'm just trying to go back to the day. Uh, so, all right, we're at, we're we're in ancient fucking Greece here, yep. Ian, and um, you you can pick a male or female protagonist. You're off and going. You're off and running in ancient Greece, which is where I want to fucking live. I want to go to Greece right now. I think it's more to me visually uh, the back the backdrop of everything with the mountains and the sea. It's it's gorgeous. It's absolutely gorgeous. Yep. I know it's a cheap thing. It's the aesthetics, but to me, it's interesting. Uh, yeah. j- just from that alone. Uh, eat lots yep. of olives. Eat, yes. You, <laughs> you're going to pull out the, your Greek knowledge pamphlet here. There's olives in Greece. I love I love olives. <laughs> but it's an interesting time period because, you know, you have all warring factions across uh, Greece, and you have the Spartans going on there. And I'm, they might have elements. You have, you have Turkey right over there ready to come in and fuck, and fuck you up. There's, there's, and you're in the Mediterranean, so you have a lot of different cultures coming in and, and trade, and it, it's very interesting. Like I, I love the whole ancient Rome, ancient uh, Greece aesthetic, and I, I love that time in history. That's why I took three years of Latin. I fucking love ancient Rome. Oh, so you should be on board for this. Oh, I am. Yeah. I mean, yes, Ro- yes, yes, yes. Rome and Greece. It's different, but it's, it's, it's DNA wise, it's, it's almost the same. I took the DNA test. They, they lump it together, so it, it's, it's basically the same sort of people going on. They, 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 the, the exchange of ideas back and forth in the trade. That's why there's so much stuff. That's yes, the food's different. I love Greek food, but um, so in the trailer, she, uh, I forget the character's name, but she takes out a takes out a mercenary, chases her on horseback. And yeah, it's gonna play like other Assassin's Creed games, but to me, this has legs because I I think it looks beautiful. I like the fucking when they did the pirate version of that, I was like, really? I was like, uh, I just I don't know. So did you I, hear about some of the blowback from this? No, I didn't. Okay, I'm sure there was, but no, oh, no I'll just I'll touch on it funny briefly because you're you'll find this hilarious. There's really no argument here to have. Um, so. Uh, you can have everyone has nice olive skin like me too. You can play as a a man or a woman. Okay. And you can have same sex relationships. Okay. And uh Which they did in Greece, by well, the way. Hold on, hold on. That's where I'm going. That's where I'm going. Uh saw a bunch of real great screenshots of uh people jumping in there and saying that uh, why are you forcing this? It's not historically accurate. Uh, this was a religious country. They would not do that. You would have been killed in Greece for being home. And say, holy fuck, just uh, open a history. They might have been trolling. Those people no, might have been trolling. No, they're not, Pat. You okay. need to just realize that people are that fucking dumb. No, no, no. I, I can realize that, but I think you're also underestimating the, the, how easy it is to troll people online as well. These are not. No, it, oh. it was not. These are the people with the Pepe's and the... Well, there, a lot of them are trolls with the Pepe's, mm, though. No, a lot of these people just believe their shit. Can I just say this? Not, not to sound creepy, but it, like I said, and they're actually, uh, they've actually, no, nah, they, they, they're not. Uh, I mean, Greece is in Europe, but they're not Europeanizing the looks of the, of the characters here. They still have olive skin. They probably lightened it a little bit. Uh, hey, the Greeks are pretty underrated for terms of being really good-looking people. I'll just, I'll just say that. Are they underrated? I feel like they've always been held in pretty high regard. But the, but you never like see like oh here's like a, a Greek actor or actress who's beautiful. Like, they're, they're sort of like 
kept off the side because they're too beautiful. They keep them off the side. They're golden skin, I've striking heard the features. Term, they look like a Greek god, and they're, and, and they're and they're bright eyes with their striking features. My ex did like me with my beard. That's why I kind of looked like I belonged back then when I had my beard with the curly hair. But anyway, holding up an Acropolis. Yeah, she, she, I don't know. I, I don't get this. This this side character is beautiful. This NPC with with the on the mission. So yeah. Anyway. So yeah, maybe maybe this is uh, fulfilling some sort of weird fantasy. I want to go on vacation in Greece. Maybe I'll play. The combat looked pretty cool. With with uh, if if it's really like that open with all these fifty characters fighting, you can actually fight each individual one. I'm on board there. Yeah. I, I that always appeared to that always appealed to me. Going back to like Rome Total War, where it's like okay, you can actually get down in the battlefield and like help out and fight. And I was like that wide open battle melee stuff. Is it because it's it's brutal? It's interesting. That's how they fought. You know, yes, they had formations, but you can get broken up and you're going at each other. She uh, she fights a guy with a big fucking two, like, giant hammer-looking, like, Oof. drum things. They're like drumsticks. Oh, no. <laughs> going at it. So, anyway. And, yes, you, you can, you know, if you want to do the same sex thing, get in a relationship, go for it. Not historically accurate. <laughs> they never had, they never had gay sex in <laughs> Greece or Rome. Nope. They never went Greek. They never went. Right. They never that, went. Greek. That's the fucking term. It's like Jesus Christ. Ian. Yes, Pat. We all shit, shower, and shave at some point in our lives. Well, good thing Dollar Shave Club has their trial shit, shower, shave box. That's right. Comes with the executive razor, shave butter, shave butter, the the lavender body wash that Ian you use on your luxurious skin. I, I did. The the one wipe Charlie's. For your butt, for your butt, and you get all the, all the cartridges for your executive razor. It's five bucks at dollarshaveclub.com slash cu shave. No commitment, free shipping. You cancel anytime. You're gonna shave at some point in the future again. Maybe. May- maybe. We'll see. We'll see. Well, we'll see. You get the answer to someone. <laughs> we, we got cartridge. Cartridges, we got the one wipe Charlie's, the lavender body wash, and the the shea butter so you have your your skin silky smooth. Dollarshaveclub.com slash CU Shave. Check it out. Tell them Pat and Ian sent you. If you know computer, you can't really tell them anything, but tell them anyway. CU Shave sounds so creepy. Don't listen to what he said. Check out dollarshaveclub.com slash CU Shave. It's not a mirror looking back at you. All right, Ian. Yes, you uh, you watched that Devolver Digital. I did. It was a good press conference. It was interesting. It was it was obviously prefab. It was shot, yes, professionally, with a, a great actress as the I guess the spokeswoman on stage. I know she's like the Devolver Digital CEO type that comes out every year. This is the first time I've watched one of their E three uh, press conference, twenty minute. And it's just a, a takeoff of all the other press conferences and what's wrong with the industry, and they just blatantly. Don't give a shit, which I love. Yeah, it was fantastic. We'll talk about like fleecing, fleecing customers for DLC. <laughs> There's a great uh, section before the game we'll talk about where they, they go off on nostalgia boxes and and like we don't know why the fuck people want these, but we're gonna put one out and take your money. Yep. And which is like, oh, yes, yes, there you go. Yeah, they admit that. So yeah, leading up to uh, the the. We're going to just briefly mention Metal Wolf Chaos is getting released in the uh, U.S. finally. Um, it's a game that deserves a re-release, period. It's uh, by From Software. 
It's a mech action game. It was an Xbox original exclusive, I believe in Japan only. Um, it's kind of a lost mech action game um, from software, the people who also put out Armored Core. Um, so it's one that I'm looking forward to. It's also batshit insane. It was on original Xbox? Yeah. It's uh, batshit insane. Uh, it involves the President of the United States and uh, the Vice President. Um, but yeah, leading up to it, they uh, took a, took shots at, um, you know, obviously uh, the retro VCS or the everything. Yeah, the Atari, NES Classic, yeah, the NES Classic, the Atari, Atari uh, box, box. Coleco Chameleon, Coleco Chameleon. They, they bring out this device. It was like Devolver Digital Classic Edition. Yeah, Devolver Digital Classic Edition, and uh, you know the guy who's setting it up jokes about how the cords in the back aren't even hooked up. It says this is a this is a, it's a painted Dreamcast. It's a painted. <laughs> I mean, get the shit kicked out of him by someone else yeah. comes on and beats him up. <laughs> someone comes on and beats him up, but um, yeah, it was a uh, it was a uh, a pretty acerbic, pretty snarky uh, press conference that was for the most part funny. Um, but yeah, the announcement of this game is is pretty great. That's ne- a, Nina a, Struthers is a character. Nina Struthers is 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 a spokesperson for Devolver Digital. So that yeah, that's fantastic. But I am looking forward to Metal Wolf Chaos coming out. I've never had a chance to play it. I'm very much looking forward to playing it. Um, you know, it looks the, 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 the foot, they didn't really show much gameplay from from the press conference. No, just the trailer to get you hyped up. And well, they're putting it in sixteen nine. They're updating the graphics. Yeah, they're updating the graphics. Uh, you know, upresing it, basically trying to make it look as nice as possible. It's Metal just going to be worthwhile to play it. Um, you know, for. For myself, who was all bummed out about not getting Armored Core 6, we are getting uh, an old From Software mech game uh, released over here in the form of Metal Wolf Chaos, and I'm getting uh, Damon X Machina um, from some of those developers later this year on the Switch. Uh, I have to say, you know, I came out of E3 uh, pretty good with my robot games. With your mech games. With my robot games. Wow, if they had Mech Warrior come out, you would have just fucking splooged. That would have been 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 it. it. I would have been done. Sierra's back. Sierra's back, baby. (laughs) With Mech Warrior. Um, Actually, they did just release a new mech. Well, no, they released a new Battletech, but same same difference. Yeah, I guess. (laughs) I I always, always remember looking at the Mech Warrior 2 box, that yellow one, and being like, great game. I almost bought it twice, and I always regret not buying that. Like I, I always I was like, well, I should buy this. Why am I not buying like for which system? Just the PC, the PC in the nineties. Yeah. Well, like Co- Computer City, like whatever it was ninety four. I played that I demo like, so much. I was like, this looks really cool. I would always look at it and be like, I should. Why am I not buying this fucking game? I was intimidated by the mechs, maybe. And I was too intimidated by them. By, by the technology. I That's wanted cool. one of those Microsoft Sidewinder joysticks just for so that. bad, just for that game. Yeah. Something we said about the the, the, mech, the mech genre. So there you go. So thanks to Chief Synergy Officer Nina Struthers. <laughs> Chief Synergy Officer. I mean, it's perfect. That's good. Actress was Mariah Zook, who did a great job just belittling the audience. The audience cutaways were great. Yeah. Because they looked like half stock, half they were shot by them. Right. Because there was, like, people that were, like, like sleeping, they're getting woken up, and there was just families laughing at stuff they shouldn't laugh at. Uh, it was very well done. Let me, let me look at Mariah's IMDb. She looked familiar. She did look a little familiar, but I can't I can't tell you from where. But uh, probably from the one last year, because she hasn't been in that much, it looks like. Uh, so there you go. Uh, she was in the short The Ballad of Westerado. So there. Maybe we just recognize her from uh, last year. Yeah. So. All right. Um, anything you want to say about a limited run? 
Yeah, Limited Run had a, a really good showing this year. Um, I pay attention to what they put out, and I try to grab stuff. I've got a lot more interested in what they're um, doing with the now that they're putting out Switch releases. I have some of their PS4 stuff and some of their Vita stuff, um, but the Switch stuff has definitely caught my attention, and they've got just some great stuff on the way. Um, Golf Story is one that I'm looking forward to very much. Um, yes? No, nothing at all. I was going to uh, shush some people away from my window. Oh. <laughs> or outside. Okay. Go on. Um, I wanted to play Golf Story very much, uh, and I just had a feeling when they announced that they were going to be releasing Switch games that this one would be one of them. This will be my first limited run purchase. This will Your be Your first? Yeah. Wow. I, I I was thinking about getting Night Trap too. I was thinking about Night Trap on Switch. I have it already for the PlayStation Four. I don't know if I need it a second time, <laughs> um, but I think it's you know but, it's great that it's coming. To but the Golf Switch. Story has the aesthetic for Switch as perfect. It, it was, it was, yeah, because it's become like the de facto sort of retro look game system, especially for indie titles. So Golf Story um, is one that I wanted to play anyway at some point. So I might as well just wait for the the limited run. Yeah, and, and that's that's how nice. I was too. I just I, I felt like it was definitely um, it was definitely going to head to this uh, for physical when they um, when they announced that. So I felt like I'd wait for that. So can you pre-order that golf story one yet or no? I don't know actually. I'm trying to see. Can you pre-order the Switch version of uh, of uh, Night Trap yet? Mm, look, I'm looking. I'm looking. Damn it! Look. I, so what's been sold out here? Uh, recently a lot of stuff so um yeah so i, I think uh, what i took away from just all of this is that i did not realize they've really ramped up in only uh, two and a half years how much how many games are coming out oh yeah no i it's mean it's insane so i follow them on twitter and yeah i mean they, they, have, they have multiple releases i mean multiple they multiple almost releases have releases every al- month almost one a week um i think they're up to like 160 something total in, terms in two of and a half years, and everything, and, and it used to be like one a month. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. So the golf story is big. The ukulele is big. I love Thumper. I have Thumper on two systems, though, so I don't know if I'll you know go for that. Um, on PlayStation uh, and Vita, there's two big ones. Um, Spelunky is getting a physical release. That's I, interesting. I've bought Spelunky. I don't know three, four times. I'll definitely buy a physical copy of that. It's one of my favorite games, period. And um, Senran Kagura, Bon Appetit, is uh, coming out physically on Vita. And um, it's the only Senran Kagura game that's been released in the U.S. that doesn't have a physical copy yet. So I'll definitely get that for my collection. Which game? Senran Kagura, Bon Appetit. I'm not familiar. Uh, Boobs, Ninjas, Cooking. Boobs, it's part of the boobs ninja cooking genre. Of, of it's the, part of the boobs ninjas genre. This is the cooking. Uh, are the, the, are cooking the boobs game. on the food or on the, on the ninjas? On the ninjas. So you play as a boob ninja? You play as a boob ninja while cooking. While cooking? Yeah. It's a rhythm, okay. it's a rhythm cooking game. Okay. Yep. So there do, it is. do the boobs go in rhythm? They sort of bounce around. I, they, I mean, I don't know. I actually, I mean, you have to pay attention to the beats, but I'm assuming they, I mean, they do. There's lots of bouncing in the Center and Kagura series. Did I miss out on, the, on the, the the Night Trap pre-order for the Switch? Was that the same time as the PS4? I thought it wasn't. No, it wasn't. It was okay. I just want to make sure. I just haven't done it yet. Okay, 
So okay. anyways, yeah, lots of good stuff coming out from them. Stuff, uh, more things that I missed, I'm sure. But so they're gonna. The, the good news about this is with limited run. But besides the good news that you know they're making physical media for these games that wouldn't normally have it, is that now you're gonna have it for all these Switch games you wouldn't normally have, and it gives you more options for Switch, obviously, which I like because I'm more apt to get a game physically because I'm an old fart versus not. So like I said, Golf Story, I'm I'm all in on the Golf Story. I'm all in. So that you can get the physical game and then turn your system on and then fall asleep. No, I I fell asleep before I downloaded Fortnite on Switch, Ian. (laughs) I don't want my first experience to be Sleepy Pat because I have normal sleep hours, unlike you. So when it gets to 11 o'clock at night, I get sleepy sometimes. I'm sorry. And I can't stay up. (laughs) Like, I get up early at Castle Country. I got to plan a podcast. I got to, you know, answer emails from an app who doesn't pay me for my app, you know. So it doesn't seem like you've been paying that much attention. You can also, um, as far as I know, with all the games now, um, you get like a two-week open pre-order, so you don't have to wake up at like six on a Friday to try to get one of the games. An open pre-order? I mean, for one of these? It's a yeah. rolling pre-order? Yeah. So, so that means it won't be limited to like a certain amount? Uh, the right. collector's editions are, but, oh, but, you not know, the regular but if, you, if you just want a physical copy of the game, um, at least in my recent experience, it's just been, you know, they announce it and then... For the regular edition, you get two weeks. I think that's the way to go. I think it's the way you, if you have two different editions, because then it, it allows more to be made at the regular one. You don't piss off the potential scalping crowd for like the for like the collector's limited one. You know, every, everyone wins in theory. But for a golf story, I might I might want the collector's edition based upon something. I might want the collector's edition. So, all right. Uh, so Josh and Doug keeping it going strong on limited run. Why wouldn't they? They don't ever sleep. Okay. <laughs> Uh, you want to talk about Resident Evil 2 remake? I don't have much to say. Uh, I don't about. have anything to say other than it, it looks good. It looks it's a total that's a total remake uh, from the ground up. Uh, it sounds like the games I'm going to be it's going to be the same in some ways. It's going to branch off, and then it's you got good old Leon, and it's and it's it's basically like the like Resident Evil 4 version where it's like behind the shoulder when you're shooting shit. So I always like that because I fucking hate how those original Resident Evils play. I can never get into them because of that pirouetting in the 360 and not having weird camera angles. So that's a remake where I'm like, okay, that makes sense to me. And that's regarded as a, a fun... People love that one, so why not redo it? Okay. Oh, my God. I'm so hungry. Is, is, is doing the 1410 intermittent? Inter- intermittent? Intermittent fasting? That's just how I eat. I'm 15 hours in with that's, that food. And I'm getting hungry. Spider-Man. Spider-Man does whatever Spider-Man can on PS4. And you know what? Uh, this is where I'm actually kind of sad that this is a PS4 exclusive. Because I want to play a Spider-Man game for the first time in forever. First time I want to play one since, I don't know, Maximum Carnage on Super Nintendo, <laughs> which was disappointing back then. Um, so they, they came out with a, a seven-minute uh, of gameplay uh, demo where Spider-Man goes to uh, like an offshore, like Rikers Island type thing. It's like this, like uh, the raft. It's the, oh, it's actually the raft, which is from Marvel Comics. Yeah. They, 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 have, they house the supervillains. Okay. So Spider-Man goes there. There's been a breakout of all, of, of all the criminals including uh, a new version of the Sinister Six, it looks like. There's, like, a new version with some characters that were in the Sinister Six and some that were not uh, before. Like, Mr. Negative, I don't think, was ever in, in the Sinister Six. and I'm not even totally familiar with him, but Elektra was in the original and a few others. Anyway, so th- it, this, it's hard to do Spider-Man right in a video game because he's such a, his moves are so dynamic and unique that no game in the original 8 and 16-bit era could pull off web-swinging properly, 
it, they couldn't pull off the attacks properly besides being just punch, 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 kick. Spider-Man's movements and combat are so unique that it's very hard to do correctly. Um, and so when I see this trailer, the first thing I say is, well, this is how Spider-Man moves. This is how he attacks. And it looks fun. It's sort of taking that sort of like Arkham Asylum style fighting and I guess boiling it down to, to a Spider-Man game, to, to me, is interesting. Because I don't give a shit about Batman that much, but Spider-Man I love. Sure. So him like kicking a villain up in the air and then doing a spinning jump kick and kicking him when he's coming down. That's stuff that really only Spider-Man does when he attacks versus other heroes. And it's good to see Spider-Man do that in a game and be able to control that. Bouncing off the fucking columns and punching people. Right. Like, just really sweet stuff. Some of it was a little too much. Like, doing the 360 pirouette I'm watching, like, shooting out all the webs at once. It's, to me, that's overpowered. But whatever. It, it looks fun. The costume I like. Um, it's a mix of a new thing with a white web design on it, but with, like, the old 60s Romita uh, look there. Uh, but the one thing that I notice a lot, at least in this gameplay demo, is that there's a lot of, there's a ton of cutscenes every, every 30 seconds. looks like, but there's a lot of events that happen where like he's running after Rhino or he's, or he's, he's swinging after Electro and has to follow Electro along and he's dodging, you know, shots being fired at him is that it's hard for me to tell what you're playing and what you're not at that point. Like, what are you actually playing, uh, at so- certain points in this demo? Will this be a bunch of sort of cutscenes? stitched together with, you know, f- you know, melee combat, and then back to some more cutscenes. You know, if that's the only way you can do this sort of experience, then fine. Uh, t- but I'm not. I'd be just disappointed if that's what it was, though. Well, I mean, I, I can't. I can't imagine that you know there's one coherent system of controls that would allow you to do all those things. So. I have a feeling there's going to be a lot of contextual controls. In or, there. or it's quick timey. Yeah. So like, I'm trying to see. I, it's uh, not, I, it's tr- not going to be cutscenes. It's okay. going to be interactive for sure. Uh, yeah, I, it's, I it's see. It's going to be contextual now I'm based seeing, on what's going on. Now I'm seeing the second time around on chasing Electro. There are little small little places where it's, like, there's a button like hit B or hit something sure. as you go. So that's it's a quick time event, yeah. which I get. That's the only way you can do it. But I will say this, though. This is the most... Obviously, this is the, the, the most authentic Spider-Man action I've ever seen in a game. I think everyone's saying that, obviously. Yeah. Um, it's, it's cinematic, but it looks fun. And it, it really gives the feel. Because, like I said, a lot of these games, these past Spider-Man games, with the exception of a couple, I think Spider-Man 2 was one that got it right. Yeah, uh, Spider-Man 2, the was, movie game on um, the PlayStation 2. Was that was one I was great. like, oh, this got it right. It got the web swinging right. But um, just in terms of the action, it looks great. They had the Spider-Man eyelids closing. I guess that's the thing because after the movie, okay, it shows emotion a little bit. That's not really what Spider-Man's supposed to be. But now they're, they're, they've mechanized the suit. Yeah. Which I fucking hate how they overdid it in the new Spider-Man movie, but okay. Um, so, yeah, I don't know if you have any thoughts on it. Uh, he's getting beat down at the top of, uh, top of the prison by the new Sinister Six, and he's in trouble. I'm guessing that's you're off and running after this. I'm guessing this is early on in the game before you're off and running. Yeah, I mean, I think it looks good. Um, I, I love the accent they gave Electro, by the way, because that's authentic to where Electro's from. With that as like the you know like lower whatever working man from from New York sort of thing, I love it. Um, I'm looking forward to it. I it's those sorts of games don't normally get me super excited, but watching some of those trailers, 
Um, I, I definitely want to play it. I don't know that it's a game that I'm going to rush out and get day of launch, but I will certainly pick it up as soon as it comes into the store used. So you have uh, you have a semi-modernized Rhino, not as modernized as, as the Spider-Man 2 movie that came out uh, where they went over the top with it. With, that was weird. You have Scorpion. Um, you have Mr. Negative. You have Vulture. Uh, and Electro. I miss anyone. So those are your, those are your, I guess your new Sinister Six. So they're so they're the, the, some of the heavy heavy hitters. They're not they're not having at least for this. And they don't need to have Doctor Octopus in every freaking movie. And I, and people are saying, well, where's Venom? I don't want to fucking see Venom in every goddamn Spider-Man game. No, nope. for God's sake, totally please. not necessary. Spider-Man Spider-Man has the second best rogues, rogues gallery of villains besides Batman. He's got enough to deal with. Yeah, he's getting asked by all of them in the trailer. He's gonna he's fine. You know. He, you can have a Venom type of character be portrayed by someone else without Venom. And Electro, Electro's a dangerous guy on his own. People forget about that. So, anyway. But then he says, oh no, who's that coming off the helicopter or whatever at the end? I don't know if it's Kingpin. I don't know who that can be. But someone else. I'm going to guess Kingpin. Someone pulling the strings. There. Kingpin is a very, very interesting character in the Spider-Man universe. He came from the Spider-Man fucking universe. People forget that all the time. And I would love to see a gritty uh, Kingpin versus Spider-Man movie plot or anything done. That would be great. Because um, whenever they do that, that's where, at least in the past, Spider-Man, he's in over his head early on in his career. Because now he's taking on like a full fucking mafia type of gang. And it's like, now he's in over his head. Besides Kingpin being super powerful. you know. So that was always interesting to me. Uh, that sort of low-level stuff. Which Daredevil took over. Yeah, but Spider-Man used to do more of that more of that low-level crime stuff, like street-level stuff, as Frank would say. Yeah, the street-level stuff. I like it. <laughs> that's why. That's why Spider-Man. Excuse me, Spider-Man. Frank. Frank always loved Daredevil and Batman. So, all right, that's all I gotta say about Spider-Man. It looks fun. I'll, I will rent it and uh, sneak into Ian's place and play it on the play on the PS4. Skip meal planning and get straight to cooking, Ian, with Blue Apron. Enjoy unforgettable meals inspired by the vibrant cooking of the Mediterranean, like seared salmon and spicy orange salsa. Mm. Center around fruits, veggies, lean meats, and plenty of olive oil. These recipes are deliciously nutritious. With incredible ingredients and chef-designed recipes, Blue Apron lets you see the power of what food can do. You love the Blue Apron, Ian. I do. It's easy. It's convenient. Everything's shipped to your door. It's fresh, portion-controlled. Twelve new recipes each week. You can select two, three, or four. If you're extremely hungry, you want to do four recipes one week. Or if you're <laughs> feeding an army, you can do that. We're talking healthy portions here, too. Non-GMO ingredients. Meat with no added hormones. Absolutely. So this is the deal going on. You can check out this week's menu and get your first three meals free at blueapron.com slash CU podcast. What's coming up for June? We got creamy caramelized onion burgers with apple and pickled pepper salad. Now I'm hungry. Mm-hmm. Damn this fourteen ten intermittent fasting. Chrissy uh, Teigen's garlic and soy glazed shrimp with charred broccoli and hot green pepper sauce. I'm hungry times two. And we also have roasted chicken drumsticks and cauliflower with orzo feta cheese and olives. Ooh, tic-tac-toe. And spicy penny pasta with zucchini and capers. You know what? I can't do these reads anymore before I eat. <laughs> I haven't eaten yet. So it's delicious. We, Ian and I enjoy this every month. Uh, again, check it out. You can get... Uh, your first three meals free at blueapron.com slash CU podcast. Blue Apron is the better way to cook, and it's yummy.
Uh, you want to talk about the Retron uh, 77? No? Nah. No, we'll skip it. Pre-orders for Retro 77. There's a fry glitch button they're putting on it. So you can yeah, glitch I mean, the that's game. really all that, that we have to say. They've changed the look a little bit uh, versus what we originally saw. Right? There's a little bit less wood grain on, on it. I don't know. I, I thought it looked right? the same. It looked the same? Yeah. I thought I thought they I, I thought it looked slightly different. Two buttons on the controller, Ian. That's yeah, that's, Come on. I mean that's great. How about those those ten percent of you evil lefties out there? All right, this is an interesting topic to me. This is. Nintendo just uh, announced during E3 or at the end. This will give you a little bonus besides your 1,000 Smash bonus. characters. And Sakurai not be able to have a, have a social life anymore. Now, the, archi- the Arcade Archives, which has been getting off and running on the Switch, they, had the, they released the what, Punch-Out Arcade. So, Arca- um, yeah, Arcade Archives uh, started doing the NES games. They've also done all the Neo Geo games, and then they've done they've done a bunch of Neo Geo games and a bunch of non. They just keep releasing tons of stuff. So this is a momentous occasion for two different reasons, what they just announced. So for the, fir- for the first time ever, ever, in 37 years, you're going to have the original Donkey Kong arcade game available from Nintendo. Yep. I will say, I'll repeat that. The first time Donkey Kong, the original arcade game, is going to be made available. Not a ROM hack, not a shitty NES version of it. The, the actual arcade game. Yep. And you'll get the original version, the which was full of bugs, I guess. The original Japanese version. The later uh, bug-fixed version. And you'll get the international version, which is the one that was released in the United States. That's the one we all know. High score modes. I'm guessing they'll, have a, they'll be tracking that. That'd be cool. Yep. Um, what's a caravan mode? What is that? Caravan mode is... So every release done by Hamster in the Arcade Archive series across all of the versions that they release has um, a high score mode, which they pick the version that they consider the most competitive between Japanese or U.S. This will probably use uh, international. Um, and that's just your high score on one credit. And then Caravan is uh, a timed mode, just like the Caravan shooters that Hudson used to do. Oh, so how many points can you get yeah, in a, like a three-minute time run usually? So that's really, you know, you're you're busting up barrels, your your risk reward versus it, getting the hammers. It doesn't make as much sense for some games, but they include it for every just, single just game for shits they and release. Giggles. Why yeah. not? Every every game they release has a Caravan mode. So this is this is. I think I think this should be a bigger deal, man. This than what probably wouldn't cares. Oh, Donkey Kong. I, now this is huge. This is this is very big. I mean, it's I, 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 there's never been in my to my knowledge an official complete arcade ROM release. No, people were saying, "Well, it was on the like Donkey Kong 64." Is like, oh, but that was like that wasn't the actual arcade game. No. So, and this is Nintendo's first Smash arcade game. So to not have it released ever for whatever reasons is is really strange. Um, it is. So. You have that coming out, I think. Yeah, I don't know how much it cost. What are these usually like? Seven ninety nine. Eh, all right, it's one hundred percent reasonable. Okay, what about like six? But okay, all right. The, the second announcement though, which is also important, was about Sky Skipper. So Sky Skipper was an arcade game that Nintendo put out. Never came out here. Um, there was ten ten units were produced here, and they never put them out. The game didn't do well in Japan. Um, it was released in cocktail um 
as cocktail normal arcade cabinet and i believe even cabaret cabinet in japan but it didn't do well a lot of them were converted to uh, popeye cabinets and that's the same blue as, yep. as my favorite fucking arcade cabinet is popeye it did get a atari 2600 release yes. in the u.s via parker brothers I remember when i found that at your store i was like what the hell is this years back i was like nintendo skyskipper on a yep. car i was like what the hell we get them in a few times and i mean at least back then they weren't going for anything but it's not one we saw very often it was uncommon i've maybe seen it like 10 times i mean if you, if you don't have an arcade game that people know about it when it comes out like whatever 81 82 why would why have kids have bought it back then? right they didn't know what nintendo was necessarily i don't know a whole lot about it you fly a plane and you have to like rescue animals or something like that <laughs> Um, from what I know, there's different gameplay elements involved. It's not just it's yeah. not like just flying across. Um, I, the graphic style is similar to those other early Nintendo titles. The graphic style is awesome. Yeah, it looks it's just like, like it's all like, that other stuff. Yeah, it's like hand-drawn, like Popeye mm-hmm. sort of sprites. You know, that's insane. as I say, it's like this. It's like the Popeye style uh, of sort of animation and art. Um, I know someone tried to restore one. Uh, was it last year? They they basically. They let they went Nintendo America, Nintendo America has one, and they let them scan all the original uh, artwork, and it was still in pretty good shape, and the side art and everything, so that they had it on record. Supposedly, um, it was that arcade board that got dumped. Oh, the, oh, for the one this Nintendo version America. too. Oh. Yeah, so the U.S. version is actually that arcade board. Oh, okay. Got dumped. Was it? What would be the difference? I guess. Who knows? I mean, we'll uh, see. But you know, English text or whatever. I, I guess sure. we'll find out. Yeah, like I said, like Skyskipper, <laughs> I, I just some, see that. I'll look it on YouTube right now because it, it's a game that doesn't get talked a lot. So that's why people will see this like, oh, what is this? So people might get it just because of that. Oh, it's the lost, the, the lost Nintendo game, you know. Um, I'll get it just because you don't – any of these that are released by uh, – especially in the Nintendo series, it's fun because you just don't see the Nintendo arcade games out that, that much. Most people know them just from the NES versions, so to – actually play the originals is nice it loads up with message wonder kingdom is conquered by gorillas drop bombs on gorillas and knock them down touch and rescue all king's family by plane see you again at airport okay sounds good so all right let's go it's not exactly english but it's all right (laughs) let's let's go i tried to play it on the 2600 and couldn't yeah so you, you you fly you you drop bombs on gorillas you can you can uh, go back and forth, which I think is interesting. It's a cute game. Oh yeah, it's just a cute game. Looking good. It's, uh, yeah, you, you know, I, yeah. I I think this could this will sell okay just because we'll have people with a, with a weird cur- a curiosity about it, and it's it's way different than the other early Nintendo games at the time too. So you you have a, a semi a semi shooter. Would you call it a shooter? I wouldn't call it a shooter. It's not Back to the Future. But I would not call this a shooter necessarily. It's not back. To, <laughs> nothing's bad. Nothing is more of a shooter than Back to the Future. It's a goofy game. It's a very goofy game. You know. So all right. So it's just something they figured out wouldn't do well here. I don't think this would have done well in arcades at all here because it was just so different than anything else at the time. Like I said, it, it supposedly uh, didn't do very well in Japan. No. I mean, it's it, not. It's, it, not a, it, it's not a space shooter. It's, it it's could. Not a, it could just be a bad game. I mean, it's oh, possible. oh no. It it could be a bit. Yes. No. Yeah, it could just be a bad game. No, just because it's Nintendo doesn't mean it's a good game. Yeah. And I'm a Nintendo fanboy. Um, there's a, sometimes there's a reason these games don't come out, you know, in various regions. You know, no, it, it, but it's definitely original. It's something uh, probably to be be checked out at least. At least if there's a demo, for, you know, before people decide to buy it for whatever bucks, eight bucks. It'll be the first time they're making money off Skyskipper ever. Yeah, it sounds like they didn't make any money in the arcades really. 
And uh, it's cool that, that Nintendo has a cabinet, and I've never seen a cabinet. Who would have one? No one. So, um, you know, so, it, yeah, it's interesting. All right. Uh, we got a Patreon uh, Q&A topic. Uh, this is a bonus. It's a bonus for you guys. Hungry. You're getting, you're getting the hunger. We'll go for Thursday. It's Taco Thursday, too. Fucking hungry. Taco Thursday. So uh, this was one out on the, on the Patreon. Ian, how did you get to our Patreon? I know you're hungry. You might be able to figure this out. Uh, www.patreon.com slash podcast. Maybe the key is to keep food from you and reward you with food when you get it, get it correct. That, that could be the key. <laughs> it could be the key. So we had um, we have our, 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 our Patreon poll here. So this one, actually, there are three close ones. So we had complaints about YouTubers raising prices with Hidden Gem and other vids. Retro game loot crates, can they work? Can they work? And what constitutes a complete uh, video game? So winning with 44% is complaints about YouTubers raising prices with Hidden Gem and other vids. Ian, what do you think about complaints about YouTubers raising prices with Hidden Gem and other vids? So... <clears throat> um. This touches on a, 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 a recent question we were asked and also some things in the past. Um, I remember when Sky Kid uh, jumped up in price a little bit because... Uh, Which we spoke about at the time, I yeah, think. Yeah, we did. Uh, because uh, Mike Matei James and, Mike and James Rolfe played it mm-hmm. on uh, the Mike and James Mondays. And it saw a, 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 a short surge in price. Um, we're talking about, talking about a fairly common game yep. that got featured and probably seen by a couple hundred thousand people. On YouTube, and the price went up to like what was it twenty five thirty bucks? Twenty five thirty used to be a five dollar game. Yep. Um, another example is uh, you know Pat and I uh, we joke about it, but I mean the the price of Danny Sullivan's Indie Heat did go up a little bit. That did not used to be an expensive game. It used to be about seven ninety nine. It's probably what like twenty twenty five now twenty. Uh, twenty four byte now. Twenty four I think now. it was a ten dollar game for a while, or eight dollar game. I don't it, think we're one hundred percent behind that. No, but, we're not one hundred percent. But but I think it it might have nudged it a little bit. Yeah, certainly at conventions where at people yes. try to find it. I have signed multiple ones at conventions where yes. I know they bought every one they saw. Yeah, and I, yeah. So that's and recently, um, our uh, our friend uh, Jason Metal Jesus Rocks uh, got some uh, shade thrown at him. For doing a hidden gems video uh, on NES, or maybe it wasn't NES games. It was video games, though. And you know, uh, some people saw the prices of some of those games rise up, and people have complained about this sort of thing before. And honestly, it's 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 fucking stupid. Um, this is the job of the people who make these videos to produce content, to point out games. Um, to expose you to things that you want to play or to watch. It's only natural for the price of a game that is talked about to go up if it does its job. If it's truly a hidden gem, actually hidden, and they're doing and they're doing a, a, a video that's, you know, worthwhile and, and lives up to the title, then people are going to seek it out because they've never heard of it and the price of that game may actually go up the other thing is the effect of these videos on the those prices is often a bit overstated yes it does it does affect it but these games were often a little bit more expensive to begin with the the hidden games are 
generally rarer, cost a little bit more. And I think when people go to look for them, they seem to remember a price that from from a, a longer time ago that it was no longer relevant anyways. And sometimes they come back down. I mean, Sky Kids, $10 looks like you can get it yeah. for now. Yeah, all you have to do is wait a few months and the prices go back down. Uh, this is what I'm going to say. YouTubers, uh, if you want to put me in the category, other people, James, Mike, Metal Jesus, whoever else out there, happy happy video game nerd, normal gaming historian, whoever else, and other shows, video game nerds, you can't have your, you cannot. Can't have your cake and eat it too. Yes, you can't. You can't go online and want to be entertained by video game and retro gaming topics and have people be either entertained and or educated on topics and not know, and not expecting there to be side effects to knowledge being proliferated to the public. Right. Knowledge about a game that maybe you and your friend might have known about, but now that a, a, a thousands of other people might know about, do you want it, do you want the content or not? There's, you can't exist in a vacuum of having content be created for older shit that people don't know about because they might not have been alive for or, or know it existed and now are are now distraught that that exists that media that medium exists that you you're entertained by and you watch that now people get knowledge from in order to go out and maybe seek out some of these gems so to speak like I don't get the I don't get the outrage I just don't. It's just people being upset because they want something and they didn't get it the way they wanted. It's like if uh, – stupid example, but okay, let's say the NES Classic Mini comes out you know, this summer mm-hmm. on launch day and a whole bunch of them show up at Target and I tell my friends and nine of my ten friends get there and get one and they're happy and one friend doesn't get it and they're like, well, why did you tell everyone else? Well, because if I hadn't told anyone, no one would have known about all these being here, and no one would have gotten them. And now I told you, but you're the one who missed out. It's Knowledge comes with a risk. This is what I want to say. Unless there's some sort of weird fucking retro insider trading going on, where like the people that knew about these hidden gem videos went out and bought multiple copies to corner the market because they knew it was going on. Like, if I had known that Sky Kid was going to be featured on James and Mike Monday. And the week before, I bought, like, whatever. All you need to do is buy, like, 50 copies on eBay and deplete the supply. And then go back and, and resell them and make all that money. Then you have then you have an ethical an ethical problem, something that's, like, some sort of insider trading that you have to take care of. But I haven't seen any evidence of that. I hope I'm not, hope I'm not giving anyone ideas. I was going to say, why that. are you even bringing this up? Because I think of these things because I have a, a sick mind, a twisted mind. We encounter these people out in the world. But that sort of shit's not happening. So so let's just say the video comes out and you see the video. You probably still have a good, like, five days to buy it still. I mean, yeah. If you're really concerned about the price shooting up. Cause, it, yeah. Because I think the sellers are going to take all the games down and, and put them back up. I haven't seen that. There, there's probably some assholes that do that. Yeah. But, you know, but If you catch a video the day after, you're like, oh, that looks good. Just go buy it. Then buy it. And, and maybe spend a little more on a buy it now to make sure you have it. If you're that dead set in getting it. But here's the, here's the counterpoint to it. That... People like Jason or James or myself, if we get heat for raising prices, if you pr- own those games originally and those prices go up because of the knowledge, are, you, are who's complaining about that? Right. They only complain when it doesn't benefit them. For all the people that have bitched about me, about things that I've done wrong or, or about, well, you've done this or blah, 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 blah or this game. It's just like, okay, I'm not the person responsible, but I'm, I'm part of a community that is responsible in part. For retro games being more known than they would have been in the past, 
and therefore prices have probably gone up a, a part of that. Uh, are you giving some of us credit for that if you're going to be shitting on us for, for us uh, making the games worth more so I can't buy them? No, you're not. I don't want fucking credit, but it also means you shouldn't give people shit like, like Jason for doing these videos. It's, it's idiotic. Yep. It's fucking stupid. And helping you make more money at Luna Video Games uh, besides that. But yes, with, without the YouTube world, and that's one of the things I say whenever people ask me interviews, YouTube is definitely one of the parts responsible for retro gaming being as big as it is now, for disseminating that knowledge out in a visual and, and moving form more easier than you could have ever done without YouTube. There's no way retro gaming would be as big as, as big as now without YouTube. No way in hell. No way. Uh, da, 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 da. That's it. I think that's it. We did it. Was this shorter than? No. It's two hours. <laughs> we were trying to do an hour there. Yeah, well, I got to eat. I'm starting to sweat from uh, this 1410 intermittent fasting. What happens is you get hungry, and then it subsides, and then you start heating up. Because your body starts fucking chewing away on itself, and that's what's happening right now. I'm sweating now from not eating. So we're going to be at Too Many Games June 22nd to June 24th. Yeah. Um, in, uh, where are we? Oaks, PA. Oaks, Pennsylvania. Come on out. We'll have See You Podcast shirts. And, and pins, a certain NES guidebook, and uh, yeah, and then we'll see you for the next podcast. Next podcast will not be until July third, two and a half Woo. weeks. July third, we'll see you then for the hot dogs and and burgers edition of the CU podcast. Is that really it? July third? Yes, because we're not because this would have been the nineteenth instead of the fourteenth. Uh, yeah. So all right, and uh, yeah, and then Ian Ian's gonna you know maybe do a little. Patreon hangout this Sunday. Yep. So that'll be fun. Yep. Patreon.com slash see podcast. So for Ian Ferguson, for me, I'm going to be Pat Contry and I'm going to be uh, more hungry than I've ever been in a while. But I'm going to take care of that with some tacos. So we'll see you later. Boop, boop.